This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This one's for you tonight. Okay, let's get started. Amy <laughs> Riley Amy, how are you today? <laughs> I'm good. I was saying uh, I woke up pretty tired. I think I'm still recovering from see you next Tuesday. Two days to recover. Two days ago. <laughs> Even though I didn't drink very much because it was too hard to get to the bar. Um, but just tired. And then um, I did our Starbucks run. And this is not Spawn, but uh, I feel alive after my americano and i think you should talk about what you get because i think it's a funny choice <laughs> well okay first of all you get an iced americano yeah right i get it um with a little a bit grande. of day yeah um but i get it with extra ice in a venti cup oh well, you never told me extra ice when i ordered it for well, you well i didn't want to add oh, on extra i, I would have done stuff any, I would, that would have been easy i would have done anything <laughs> like that i just like pared it down because i just have it in the app you and know no you sweetener just, Okay. Um, yeah, with like 2% because I take a long time to drink my yes. coffee. So I want extra ice so that it stays cold because otherwise it gets like room temp real yeah. quick and if it's gross. If you're a slow drinker, you got to get extra right. ice in there. Um, but I used to just get the regular, this is so boring, but I'm going to finish my thought. Please. Um, <laughs> uh, I used to just get it in the grande cup and then I realized like I'm missing out on so much coffee getting extra ice in a grande cup. Like it's like a half a cup of coffee in there oh so you so you still you pay for the venti but well, you get way more coffee because if you're getting extra ice well at first i was just getting venti um <laughs> just really getting into it i used to uh get uh, a venti with extra ice and then at one point i don't know if i came up with this or if i ordered it and whatever but now it says 
It's a grande. Splash of 2% milk, extra ice, venti cup. Oh. So then they, they're so you're pouring getting, the right amount of liquid. I'm getting the full grande amount, but with extra oh ice instead of getting like a tiny coffee. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. How, how the hell do you indicate that on the app that you want a venti cup? I don't even know how that happened. Like one day I was like, wait, did I put that in? They were probably like, hey, uh, Amy, <laughs> one of our favorite customers. Oh yeah, cup options Whoa. are on there. Oh, I'm going to start doing bigger cups for no reason. <laughs> it's You feel baller and yeah. it's like, I like having, and then you get the little runoff. I kind of like the nasty like watery coffee yeah. at the bottom oh, oh me too oh i'm totally fine with that oh i'll drink the the ice down like cold brew the last bits of it yeah you know there's a hack at starbucks i don't know if they still allow it where you can get if you got a double shot um espresso on ice and put it in a cup like a big cup like you yeah. just said cup options yeah and then you ask them to add like a caramel shot like a half caramel uh-huh. shot and so they're just thinking they're giving you a flavored shot with two espresso shots, which is not that expensive, maybe okay. three dollars. Okay, and then you pour the rest of it with whatever milk you want that's free and available. Uh, I don't know if Starbucks still has uh, milk. Uh-huh. You're getting charged so much for milk, so yeah. if you just take the liberty of pouring <laughs> yourself the milk, you get like a double shot espresso milked drink yeah. with a sweetener for three dollars instead of six dollars. Wow. That's a hot tip. I wonder, yeah, do post-COVID, do they have the milks out? I mean, well, you you know, you still have the right to ask for milk, at right. the, at, even from the barista. Got Just it. say, please, can I have the whole milk? <laughs> right. But they know this hack, so <laughs> they probably like kind of wink at you in solidarity because you're kind of getting it yeah, over on the Starbucks. Totally. Um, yeah, because now it's like you have to ask for a straw. You have to ask for a stirrer. You have to ask for the little thing. And like I was standing there waiting for our drinks and like 10 people were like, can I get a straw? Can I get a stir? Can I get a thing? Yeah. And I'm like, the employees must be so annoyed that no. now every each person has to ask them for like, you know, they're it very used, nice. But. It used to be wild at Starbucks. You could just, you had <laughs> the milk, fucking wild west. <laughs> <laughs> napkins. People were making their own drinks. Basically, a, a, a full-blown barista you can stand. go piss, apart from it. no code. <laughs> Starbucks <laughs> were a fucking free-for-all. Um, um, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, you, well, we, well you got the yeah. oleato. So since you and I started recording, I think it was you who brought up an oleato. <laughs> And since then, I just it's become my drink of choice, an oleato cold brew. It just has a little bit of olive oil in it, which is it's supposed to be good for your digestive system, mm-hmm. I guess. It makes caffeine uh, like a slow burn as opposed to it mm-hmm. hitting you all at once or whatever. I don't know what the hell they're advertising. But <laughs> is since it like I've gotten sweet it, cream or something too? Yeah. You want to try it? I've tried it. Oh, yeah. It's sweet. Yeah, it's, it, it, they, this, is, um, this is called the oleato. <laughs> Starbucks, we love you so much. This is an oleato um, cold brew. That's the olive oil or whatever. And then they put a little sweet cream, vanilla sweet cream on okay. top. And it's, it's like just, a little dessert treat. It's almost like, yeah, it's almost a little too sweet. But I just, for some reason, I like black out when you ask me what my coffee order is and I don't want to change it. I should probably do like a cold brew. With just I'm not milk. judging. No, I, I know. Just... No, but it, it, I, I don't want this amount of uh, foam, but I think it gets me through our recording sessions. Yeah. And, um, I wonder if they'll keep that because it feels like a seasonal or like a like they're really pushing it hard right now. So I wonder if they'll keep it on the menu. I mean, I don't know if Oleato is hitting the 
world like it, <laughs> it has hit me you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah so who knows i mean <laughs> if you're an oleato fan out there like me let me know <laughs> drop in the comments um my last starbucks minute will just be that the point system has taken a hit and now to get a freebie you have to get 200 stars that it used to be 150 oh yeah that is awful also chipotle <laughs> raised their standards Ugh. too they're barely even counting points you anymore chipotle. i don't know what the fuck is going on at chipotle <laughs> it's awful i also have a chipotle hack if you go there they let you have as many napkins as you want <laughs> so you just go there go to that napkin dispenser and just rip those things out of there basically you can get your money back in napkins at chipotle okay. they're good napkins very good the brown paper uh, recyclable napkins yeah Woo! so th- that's two hacks you learned on turtle time and i forgot to say this is turtle time <gasps> it is <sighs> you just entered turtle time with amy and riley yes and um that will conclude our Starbucks minute and we can get on to more important things. Um, I want to say that uh, we are going to get into it uh, even more on the Patreon, but uh, Riley's wearing a lover boy hoodie. Yes. Um, I have a t-shirt that I'm going to wear tomorrow on the Patreon when we get more in depth, but I'm wearing my uh, friends. Don't let friends Vanderpump alone uh, t-shirt that Bravo sent us and lover boy sent. Yeah. Some fun stuff, too. Yeah, we're starting to accrue just free merchandise, <laughs> so pretty soon, and free alcohol. So pretty soon, Amy and I, besides Starbucks and food, we're not going to be able to, we're not going to have to pay for much more stuff. Ever again. <laughs> we're just going to be on, like, a deserted island drinking lover boy. You know, we ha- we don't have, like, pants uh, sponsors yet. We have a lot of shirts and hoodies, but if... We're going to be Donald Duck in it. <laughs> for a little while. For a little while. But if we do get some kind of like free sweatpants or whatever, then you and I yeah. are basically... Yeah, can we get some like send it to Daryl sweats or something? Well, uh, please. We would advertise the <laughs> shit out of it. And then you and I are basically... There's not a lot of expenses besides rent and food, <laughs> right? Yeah. I live close to... Uh, I don't know what phrase I was trying to th- say. Uh what, what was I trying to say? Close oh, to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, like um, um, sort of. Are you saying like um, sort of like farm to table? Yeah. <laughs> Amy and I are sort of living kind of farm to table pretty soon. The farm is all of the Bravo um, merchandise yeah. that we're receiving. Loverboy alcohol. Yep. Um, uh, uh, shirts from Bravo, which yeah. these shirts are nice. It says "Friends don't let friends Vanderpump alone," which yep. is you know no truer words have ever been spoken. And then yep. Loverboy sweaters. Yeah, yours says it has the Loverboy logo on the front and on the back. It says "Summer should be fun." Is that what he says? Iconic. Yeah. yeah. Kyle said that in a drunken rage at Amanda because <laughs> Amanda he claimed was not being fun. Yeah. So Amanda, Amanda kind of has not fun. Yeah. That's what he said. Yep. Amanda not fun. Amanda isn't fully supportive of that catchphrase. She still has mixed feelings about it. Is that true? Yeah, because it's an iconic line, and it's like become the catchphrase of Summerhouse and of Loverboy. But it was it was be, he was being dismissive of Amanda, and it's yeah. about how she's not fun. So it's kind of hard to ha- have true. a catchphrase that's you're the recipient of. I guess so. It's worth it. Yeah, it, it's worth it. It's <laughs> worth it. I'll wear it forever. Um, yeah, we're drinking the iced tea and lemonade, yeah. Loverboy, the sparkling hard tea. 4.2% alcohol by volume. Was it 4.2? Yeah. Wow, let's fucking go. <laughs> is that like That's beer? Low. That's uh, Yeah, beer I think is like 6 or 7. Some beers. Okay. IPA, triple IPAs are like 12%. They'll... What's wine? Wine is like... I should know this. 12? Yeah, I guess. Does wine have a more alcohol con- uh, concentration? Yeah. Damn. 
<laughs> wine will go straight to the dome. I love wine. If I was just, you know, if I was going to drink <laughs> one alcohol for the rest of my life, it'd probably be a nice red wine. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Well, Pinot Grigio. Oh, yeah, um, of course. What the hell am I Yeah. I, when I went camping for Memorial Day, everyone was just drinking like beer and seltzers and I was always drinking Pinot Grigio. And then like sometimes people would join me on the wine train and they'd be like, yeah, that uh, hits uh, more. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> like so, I'm just like used to it. Yeah, that's great. What kind of beers was everybody drinking? <laughs> they had like, what did they have? I wasn't even paying attention. Miller they had Lights? some like um, all day IPAs. <sighs> Oh my God, those will hit you like a ton of bricks. Yeah, I wasn't really messing with those. And then they had some Topo Chico seltzers. Oh, uh, alcoholic, yeah. hard seltzers. Yeah, yeah. What the hell are those? I... <laughs> but we won't talk about that. It's all about Loverboy over yeah. here. Yeah. And and we're not being paid to promote Loverboy, even though you could consider a big box of merchandise <laughs> payment. I honestly, we already love the taste of Loverboy. Like, this this is one great. is genuinely refreshing, tasty. My favorite spindrift that's not alcoholic is a iced tea and lemonade. Yeah. They tr- sell at Trader Joe's. I feel like this, that one's hard to find. It's rare as hell, but it's at Trader Joe's. <laughs> so this is my favorite version of a drink in liquor or you know yeah. alcoholic form. Yeah. It's a 90 cals, zero sugar. If you get an alcoholic drink <laughs> under 100 calories, you're good. Manufactured New York, New York. Well, that's awesome. It came from, I don't want to blow up their spot, so I'll just say gen- generally, it came from Syracuse, New York. Oh, really? Yeah, Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe that's where their uh, warehouse is. I'll just, say, I'll just ask really quickly because I didn't ask. I have two questions. First of all, is the restaurant to Madre cool? I just saw it on my <laughs> way to your house. You don't live um, anywhere near it, but is it cool? They're like... Um, Schwartz and Sandy's vibes in that they've been in a slow launch for like three months. Oh, it hasn't come. It's not officially open yet. There's a little one next to the movie theater. Um, the Los Feliz three, there's a tacos to Madre, like the corner window there is already tacos to Madre. So I don't know if this restaurant is going to take the place of the little stand or if they're just going to have two. Okay. Yeah, they might have two, right? But I haven't gone to the restaurant yet. Okay. Uh, For people that don't know, there's across from Me Rustic that Mm -hmm. we mentioned, um, there's this little craftsman house that has, it used to be Heidi Fleiss's dad's dentistry. Who's um, Heidi Fleiss? Sorry to (laughs) ask. She's that like madam of the 90s. She was like a big uh, 90s news fixture. Um, So it used to be a dentistry. Then it was a uh, Ample Hills ice cream shop. Ample Hills. I think that's what it was called. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then that closed. Then it was empty for a while and I was praying to God it would be like a beer garden or something like that. And then it turned into tacos to Madre or whatever. Oh, okay. And whenever I've tried to go, they have a limited menu and no booze. And I'm like, I'm not coming here until I can get a margarita, okay? Of course not. But... It's like beautiful looking. Yes. There's like a huge tree in the front that has all these lanterns in it. Struck by it. I, I'll be yeah. honest. I was fully struck by what Tumadre looked like just from the outside. I know. I'm hoping because I'll be real. Tacos Tumadre isn't very good. The food's not that good. <laughs> wow. And it's like expensive. It's like a $15 burrito. And you're like, this burrito isn't that good. Um, so maybe the food will be better in the full on restaurant. But I'm mostly only interested in going there for like margaritas. Yeah, Which and they don't have yet. Okay. Yeah, makes so. sense. All right. Well, I just wanted to see what the vibe was and what was going on. You haven't been there yet. That was but the Los Feliz minute. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a pretty good minute. And then I was going to ask you just 
because I haven't asked you, was camping overall a fun time? Did you enjoy your camping? Yeah, it was really fun. Um, we went up to June Lake, um, which we've been to like, I don't know, like five times um, near Mammoth. Okay. And it's gorgeous. There was snow on the mountains. The snow was melting. So there was like waterfalls everywhere. Um, our campground had an amazing view of the snowy mountains. Um, we took a pontoon boat Whoa. out on the lake. What specifies a pontoon boat? It's like, <laughs> it's basically a flat boat that's on uh, essentially two canoes. Does it have a big fan in the back? No. Okay, that's, that's like, like a, a boat. Like the Florida swamp yeah, boats. Yeah, right. I'm thinking, of, yeah, I'm thinking of some swamp boats I've been um, on. So pontoon is a flat bed with two yeah, canoes. It goes like 10 miles an hour and fits like six people. Okay. Um, but yeah, just had some uh, some griege and some seltzers on there. You didn't talk about Bravo very much? Not very much. Um, every now and again, I would bring it up. Um, but honestly, um, despite how much I enjoy talking about it, it was a well-needed yeah. break from yeah. Scandaval. Um, yeah, I think that's how I felt after uh, See You Next Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday, I was just like... Okay, let's take a break. I mean, Secrets <laughs> Revealed brought it all brought up all my feelings again. Totally. It like really spiked me up again. But it'll be nice to be in a. I I'm not I'm not like um, over Bravo in general. It's just <laughs> the height of Scandaval and like the the sickness we were totally. watching. The, the I mean, I know there are moments where I'm like, yeah, we really have set ourselves up to uh, talk about Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> I know, for real. Which I'm like, and we're announcing that this will be the last episode of Turtle Time. <laughs> and uh, Amy and I would like to say that, no, well, for me, like, there is such a variety in Bravo shows. Like, when I'm watching Southern Charm, it's completely different than Summer House. Like, the vibe they, they bring up. It's yeah. not like, you can, I don't know, I don't get sick of, like, like New Jersey this week, which we're going to talk about. It was yeah. like, it was so fun and shocking and dramatic but in a completely different way than totally scandaval it yeah. was like i was i was like hyped up watching <laughs> i was like i love this yeah so at least there's some variety but ultimately i think it's good to be out of scandaval which for the most part even though it was dramatic and so entertaining it was about such an awful thing and the people involved it, it was so you know awful for all of them totally. and so we were getting a lot of like vicarious thrill from something that sucked whereas <laughs> yeah. new jersey i don't feel as bad about what louie and bo deedle and <laughs> Teresa are doing like yeah that's all on them right yeah it's more og classic drama rather than yeah. uh i don't know just straight up betrayal and with the younger stars uh the the under 42s uh they feel like our friends. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm more... Yeah, you're right. I'm more involved in their drama, I think, than what's going on with the Housewives. So yeah. does Andy make the cutoff? Like, is 42, like... <laughs> I how... can't remember if he literally said that, um, but... I bet he did. Th I that's, mean, like, you... how old Jax is, right? <laughs> so Jax is, like, that's <laughs> the, where he he's makes... He's the godfather the... of the, <laughs> he, the oldest. Jax is the cutoff. Jax is entering his Housewives, right, yeah. era of his life. It's, like... Uh, James would always call him old man. Yeah, but Shep is 42. Sandoval is 42. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Actually, I just made well, an accusation. He's maybe 41. We don't know. Did we decide 40, Sandoval's 41? James just called him 42. And then in Secrets Revealed... They said he, 40. He, 
Yeah, they said 40, and secrets, are, and he says 39. I, I can't believe he's actually lying about his age. He was like, I'm just a 39-year-old boy. <laughs> he, yeah, he said, I'm a 39-year-old boy. And and then Google is going, they're trying to get his age right. They're probably having to change it every time. Yeah, AI <laughs> is like, fembot brain is exploding. They're like, what the hell is going on with this guy's age? I think he is turning 42 this year i don't know whatever his yeah. birthday is i think he's a june or july okay he, he's gonna have his birthday and that'll be his 42nd yeah I think he's gonna have right. a bad birthday yeah <gasps> he should like go to europe or something you th- uh they're <laughs> gonna be filming i don't think he'll do it do you think he's filming oh do we yeah. know he's filming oh he's he's do oh. we know anything about that yeah i'll, I'll tell yes amy i'm so glad you asked <laughs> on our bravo podcast if i have information that's bravo related filming starts june 22nd Okay. So what day is that? Uh, today is, is the, the 15th. 15th. And so if you add, or <laughs> sorry, if you subtract 22 minus 15. <gasps> it's a week from today. Oh my God. And what day is it today? Thursday? Thursday. Filming officially starts. You heard it here first. Turtle Time is the only people that actually know when <laughs> VPR filming happens. And I don't care who knows it. June 22nd on a Thursday, filming has started. So everyone in Los Angeles Go to a place where you think they might potentially film. <laughs> Belmont. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Uh, a Valley Village type place. Yeah. The, what was the one? Like the Wicked Owl or whatever. Word. The Wicked Owl. Go to the Charming Cat. Right? Electric Owl. Yeah. Electric Charming, Owl. Charming Cat. Um, there's that one. It's called like the Filthy Cow. It's in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> yeah. The Village Tavern. Yeah. Go Everyone, What's Los Angeles. What's the one that um, James and Allie go to again on this episode that's like the arcade in mid All Seasons Brewery Company. Okay. All Seasons Brewing. That is in mid-Wilshire area. Yeah. You, we, we talked about go. this on the pod. I had no clue. It was like way down La Brea. Mm-hmm. So my advice to everyone, if you want to be background <laughs> on Vanderpump Rules Season 11, like Amy and I are going to try yeah. to be... Descend upon <laughs> these haunts, these Vanderpump Rules establishments, and you have a huge chance of being a part of season 11 yeah. Vanderpump Rules. Well, we got, I mean, we'll get into it, but there was a sneak peek of where Charlie works. What was it called? La, La Mesa. La Mesa. La Mesa. Yeah. That looked awesome. Looked crazy. It looked like, awesome. But like, it was like a whole thing. There was fire breathers. Like, where is that? Does Charlie work at two restaurants? I mean. <laughs> she doesn't work at Sir. <laughs> the jig is up. <laughs> right. She doesn't work at Sir. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's picking they up. They just like, bring her in for the tastings. That's that's almost why that scene like couldn't exist except for secrets are revealed because it kind of it's like Charlie, you don't work at Sir <laughs> enough to justify any rent. You work at La Mesa, right. which looks awesome. No offense to Sir. <laughs> yeah, it's Charlie's an interesting figure. Like, will she come back? I feel like they really oh, just. I've got news about her. it. <laughs> I just read something that Charlie said she was already asked back, and she's debating whether or not huh? to sign her contract. Why wouldn't she do it? Come on. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I don't know why Charlie wouldn't, but Charlie didn't get mentioned at once and didn't have any presence at all. I mean, I know the reunion had only one focus, but still, like, I'm fine with Charlie. I'm yeah. totally fine with Charlie, but I don't know what her place is if she's not just Raquel's sounding board right. at Sir. Yeah, I feel like they really just use her as needed. Like, they just keep her... In the yeah. on the bench Lala until hates, they need yeah. an extra person, yeah. you know. Lala hates Charlie. I see why. Why? Because she is not afraid of her. Yeah, true. Charlie stands <laughs> up to her. Charlie did have some great moments at the girls' trip. Yeah, and um, good moments in the secrets revealed. So she just didn't make the cut, but 
Okay. There's something. But well, we'll Charlie, get into that. If, when you're listening to this, I can't believe we're already talking about <laughs> Secrets Revealed. Charlie, if you're listening <laughs> to this, sign the contract. They'll find a place for you. I want to see more of La Mesa. Yeah. And then you originally started this discussion by asking, is Sandoval coming back? For sure. Yeah. For sure. First of all, his bank account is in the goddamn dumpster. <laughs> so he has to, from a financial uh, standpoint, he's making, you know, however much. He's been on a show for 11 seasons. That guarantees you a very high rate i don't know what they're making hundred thousand an episode yeah he, he has to he has to film do you think he should have uh trademarked scandoval he wishes to god he would have thought of that <laughs> he needs to trademark anything he can get his hands on and he should start an etsy shop that is he secretly runs but it makes like pro ariana uh yeah. merchandise he, yeah he needs to get on it for sure because they are reaping without him right now did you see the new something about her uh sandwich shirt where yes. it said the better half and then oh it, no it, i didn't see so that. it was a beautiful sandwich on a plate and it said the better halves is the plate and then it has this sandwich that's stabbed up behind it it has a worm sticking out of it so yeah and then it has tom sandoval's dead face on it no i'm just kidding (laughs) no it has a worm to symbolize tom and tom so it's it's basically taking shots at that they're the better halves of the sandoval and schwartz equation is it the same like gothic look as the other one uh, no, you'll like this one more. It's more on... Well, I don't know if you'll actually like it more, but it's more on brand with the one that just had the sandwich supplies like open. Uh-huh. I mean, I think they're still rallying around what their aesthetic is. I'll just yeah. say that. Um, but this sam- this shirt is actually kind of fun. Okay. But I, I think personally, I don't know if I can buy any more Vanderpump related <laughs> merch. Right. I know. I have a born fucking cool. Yeah. I have a beautiful emo night every night is vpr night which is probably my favorite merch of all time yeah and then lover boy like what the hell am i <laughs> what, what the hell are we gonna do we can but it is and it, uh you know it is a lot of fun clothes i guess to wear yeah i don't know how it's much more i can me spend. with my once upon a time in hollywood merch <laughs> right. i have like five yeah. shirts and did you, hats did you end up getting that rick dalton long sleeve no, because uh, for the listeners, <laughs> twenty-four minutes. Hey, uh, by the way, we timestamp our episodes, so if you, if you, thank God we timestamp them now. If you don't like just hearing uh, Amy and I talk about Rick Dalton, then just skip to. You know, skip I ahead. think we talked about this on the Patreon, but I know, but we can't. Uh, like, anyways, I waited in line at the New Beverly Theater for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood merch, and the line was like five hours long, and I was like, I'm going to kill myself, and so I bribed someone at the front to buy stuff for me but I didn't want to get a shirt because the shirts were in bins that they had to dig through and I didn't want to be that person so I just got a hat you did what I would absolutely hate if I was waiting in line (laughs) like you did the thing but like I said when you told me but I did it thoughtfully so that it didn't take any additional time the girl just she checked out and on her way out she said and two hats yep yes that were just sitting there you added probably only 30 seconds no like one second okay okay okay. you sorry because I talked to her before she approached you're right the shop I'm sorry you added one (laughs) physical second where they lowered two hats into the bag for you yes you did it a crafty way and I can't wait in line at all I would have just left well I would have waited but I had plans and I was like like I was convinced it was going to take ten minutes, but I'm not trying to shame you about your line line etiquette. I'm I mean, I felt you, bad about it. You were <laughs> you were craftier than all of them. That I'm telling you, those people waiting in line, they were stupider than you, and you did a better job. It's like Survivor. What is it like? Out live, outlast, out thrive, outwit, outwit, outwit. 
oh my God, <laughs> I have a friend who's the biggest Survivor <laughs> fan of all time. I think you're exactly right. I wish yeah. I knew that motto. It was like Survivor. <laughs> speaking I of, won the challenge. Speaking of Survivor, I've been watching Southern Charm and there was a Survivor contestant on it, Chelsea. She was on? Chelsea was on Survivor, the 24th season. I didn't know that. So now, oh, I'm clicking my pen so much. I Because um, I'm getting all hyped up talking about Chelsea. But yeah, there's a Survivor Bravo crossover. That's fun. She's very fit. I bet she did well. Yeah, she's fit as hell, and she was a finalist. Not wow. to spoil it. She uh, is having a baby. <gasps> with Austin? Because in my mind, <laughs> you she's wish. still dating Austin. <laughs> I wonder if it's with... Uh... The guy that she, whatever, you're not that no far spoilers. yet. No spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, in my mind, she's still on and off again with Austin. Um, um, but yeah, I like about. Chelsea. Yeah, she was cool. She she provided some good energy to Southern Charm. For at sure. least at where I'm, I'm at. No, I like her. Um, okay, should we talk about, wait, I guess, should we talk about See You Next Tuesday? Yeah. Well, did you want to provide just those two quick little news updates that you filled me in about Lisa's expanding empire <laughs> yeah or I don't know if you if you it's not even worth it I don't know sure I mean I'll just quickly mention that Lisa posted on Instagram that um she's expanding uh beyond her Vegas empire and going now to Tahoe um this place is called wolf by Vanderpump now is wolf all caps um it's a good question because for for me I love by Vanderpump but Wolf, I don't know. That doesn't have the pizzazz of a typical Lisa establishment. Yeah. I mean, I guess you have to call it Wolf by Vanderpump. But Yeah, it's just capital W. And then the uh, teaser Instagram where she announces it was kind of sexy. It was yeah. Lisa, is she's crouched over hunched and you have no idea what she's doing. And she's talking about this new restaurant. And then it pans down and she's just been petting this gigantic dog <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, it's very sexual. It's awesome. Yeah, she is so sexually charged. And <laughs> she always is acting like she's going to fuck her dogs. It's weird. But um, yeah, it says Wolf by Vanderpump will feature unique lighting, gorgeous furniture, and epic visual statements. The food will be decadent. The cocktails both earthy and Instagrammable. The entire experience is something we are eager to be bringing to Lake Tahoe. So why why is Tahoe the next um, spot on her empire list? Tahoe. Like what, what do you think her relationship is to Tahoe? Or what is, is Tahoe, very, it's touristy? It's like rich, right? Rich? Yeah. Okay. I've never been, I don't think I've ever been to Lake Tahoe. Um, I don't think I have either, but isn't that where Kyle has a house, Kyle Richards, and that's where all the shit went down and they go to Kimosabi? Yes. So does Lisa like Tahoe just because it's like <laughs> that's starting to be in the, the housewives ether a little bit? I think it's like become a mecca for the mega rich. That's not where they buy those cowboy hats and stuff. That yeah. Was like, oh, that was? I thought that was like, I thought that was like a ski town or something. It's like Tahoe ski. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like really expensive. Like, okay. so that's I think they it buy used to cowboy. be more charming. And now, I mean, I think it's still charming in quotes, but it's like the houses are like insanely expensive. And it's now just kind of the way like what happened to like, um, I don't know, like uh, Jackson Hole and all those places yeah. where it's where the rich go to be country. But kind that's of a Kyle's thing. town. Yeah. <gasps> they should make up. Kyle's going to be so bummed out when she sees Wolf by Vanderpump in her favorite place on earth. That's true. Lisa better not be going into Kimosabi. What's, uh, what is that? The sushi place? <laughs> That's the, where the flaming cowboy hats are, where uh, <laughs> Kathy was trying to uh, <laughs> hawk her hawk tequila. Her tequila yeah. Oh, my God. 
Oh my god. The and then Kyle thing. was like crying. She was like, I just wanted you guys to go to Kimosabi. That's when Lisa Renna does the best thing she's ever done in eight seasons of Housewives when she orders the the Kylie Jenner tequila instead of Kyle's. Kendall. Kendall. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> eight one eight. Eight one eight. We should do a taste test for Tipsy Turtle time, uh, where we compare. We'd be knocked out. I mean, I think we already talked about this, but we unbeknownst to us were served shots of the Kathy Hilton tequila and honestly it was really good. Oh, it was so good. It went, it down, went down so smooth. But Kathy doesn't drink tequila, so she has no clue what the <laughs> hell she's hawking. Ugh, I have no I, this is problematic, but I have very little patience for Bravo stars that don't drink. <laughs> if you're sober, it's fine. Yeah. I'm if uh, you have a problem whatever but on the new OC that we'll get into Gina is now uh sober and I'm like that's boring yeah I mean I agree with you I'm not gonna let you just <laughs> die on this hill alone so I will crouch towards it with you but I always thought like Jill Zarin like she famously does not drink yeah. at all and I feel like she was sort of like, she didn't want it to be known that she doesn't drink. Like, she wouldn't really talk about it. But I feel like she felt like she couldn't keep up when all the other uh, housewives were, like, drunk as hell, right. like, running around and stuff. It does, unfortunately, I would say, uh, leave you out yeah. in times of extreme chaos and fun. Yeah. And so m- many of these shows are fueled by alcohol. Totally. It They basically almost completely depend on alcohol for everything <laughs> yeah i mean yeah <laughs> which of course i know is unhealthy but uh we're not in the business of health and wellness in the bravo so yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to uh, process my feelings on this because i'm like <laughs> a part of me is thinking like you know it, it makes me bummed out because then carl and Summerhouse, like he he has the best case in the world for never drinking you know yeah. like, obviously but in his fun I mean, if you're rating him on a fun factor, which I totally understand, but his fun level, I don't know. He wasn't that fun, actually, when he was drunk. He was <laughs> yeah, actually Yeah, he was, pretty, like, angry. <laughs> yeah, he was awful. He was screaming yeah. at people. It's not even, yeah. I mean, if we're being honest, if he wants uh, to be healthy moving forward, it would, I'm not saying he needs to leave because he doesn't drink anymore, but I think uh, due to the drama and the social dynamics going on in addition to the fact that it's a drinking house i think it would make the most sense for him and Lindsay to bow out yes and then but then it's like they're they're they the format of the show doesn't work for them like actually what is happening at the house they would not be a part of this but then you have to leave a show which is their only income yeah so yeah it's a bummer i guess it's not really on us to not appreciate when people aren't like having fun because we're watching for the entertainment value and yeah obviously them getting drunk as hell is so fun to watch that's why like roni is so fun to watch even though it's <laughs> until to the detriment. it's not yeah oh, right, right. <laughs> um, um yeah. but yeah um yeah and then wait should we talk about see you next tuesday <laughs> yes totally well i was just gonna say also can i can i tell them can i tell our wonderful little turtle cuties about our vanderpump villa update or do you, oh, sure. you want to keep it on the yeah okay <laughs> hold on a garbage truck is oh, going by should no, i no, close no, the no. window no it's oh, okay. okay no let, let people hear you're with us in the living room garbage goes by we don't normally record when garbage is happening i mean 
we record at the same time every week, but uh, maybe the garbage. <laughs> but maybe are, they're late today. Yeah. So anyway, this is very quick, and then for sure we're going to get into what we actually talk about. But Vanderpump Villa is coming out. Apparently, Lisa Vanderpump has a beautiful <laughs> chateau in France. Yeah, I don't know if it's question hers. mark. <laughs> I don't know if it's hers. I think it's. I think it's for the concept of the show. Yeah, I think it's a rented villa, which yeah. makes so much sense. I don't. I don't really believe Ken and Lisa have a huge villa in france right i'm trying to remember didn't they go didn't like kyle go stay with lisa at one point on the show but was that france or was that italy well they did have the re reunion with ken's first son his 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 son from a previous marriage was that in france when they did that do you remember that gosh i'm trying to remember well, I don't, I don't, I know Lisa loves France. Right. I just don't know if she has a full-time villa that she owns. I don't know if that's a construct for the show, but either way, no matter what, Amy and I signed up for Vanderpump Villa because Lisa is going to be hosting events um, with a staff of people. And so you can be casted to be the people who get celebrated or who are throwing a party. So Amy and I are going to throw a congratulations on turtle time party. <laughs> <laughs> and then hopefully, you know, we'll get cast on it. And then you guys can see, obviously, we'll talk about Vanderpump Villa. We'll be on it. You'll get to see the turtle time um, team. Yeah. You and I. <laughs> what if it tears us apart and the producers are like, how did you feel about what Amy said? And yeah, you're right. like, when Amy said that actually i was enraged yeah do you think they would ever let pe- two people who podcast about bravo be have a throw a party on vanderpump villa like to celebrate a bravo themed <laughs> podcast i feel like it's a little too meta maybe okay. well maybe we should disguise what we're throwing the party for make it about a birthday we kept or... it vague in the uh, yeah. application but i was I, I was thinking it'd be so silly if <laughs> They didn't know anything about Turtle Time, and we just said, we're celebrating, you know, a podcast that, like, had a great start or whatever, or, you know, a modest start, but we're so happy, and we want to, um, all of the people who helped us out, we want to honor them, so it's like a work party. Yeah. And then it, they find out, and then people watch Vanderpump Villa, and it's us. Wouldn't that be so fun? <laughs> That'd be a great Easter egg for the fans. Would, hey, would you guys, hey, would our fans like it if we were cast on Vanderpump Villa? I mean... Oh, man. They would love it. Yeah, let's hope. Um, we got... Uh, so. We did go to see you next Tuesday this week, and Riley was getting uh, mobbed by. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. I had three wonderful people come up to me and say that they like. I would say it was closer to a dozen. Yeah, it was like between three and five people, but it was so sweet. Everyone's so nice. But we out. So we went to see you next Tuesday right. because we heard that James Kennedy and Jack. We didn't hear. They told us. We heard through the grapevine. That Jax and James were going to have a dual DJ set where they would both have headphones around their ears and have two DJ stations that were um, battling it out, right? And it, it was and, like Daft Punk. Yeah, total Daft Punk vibes. James would play one song and we would rank it and then Jax would play one song and they would have, be dueling DJs. So that's have you been of, to something like that before? Yes. No, I haven't. Have you? When I, sorry, I keep bringing up this Mexican resort I went to. Oh, right. That's okay. But they had like a silent disco, you know, where you wear the headphones. Like, have you seen that? No. Like now, like at weddings and um, certain places that don't want to have loud music, they have everyone wear headphones and everyone's listening to the same. At weddings? Yeah. Venues that don't want it to be loud. Is there any footage of people? uh, Yeah. Whoa. Where? On TikTok? Um, 
sure yeah I can find it for you just look up silent disco or whatever but um it's just everyone on the dance floor is wearing like big headphones and it looks insane if you're not wearing headphones because everyone's dancing yeah. but everyone's listening to the same thing so it at the same makes exact sense. time yeah um but at this resort they had a party where because the headphones have two settings yeah so you would have they had a certain soundtrack on one setting and another and you could see by the colors of the lights would change on the headphones depending which one you were listening to so you could see which one was winning at any given time because you'd be like "Ooh, beyonce's on the other one i'm gonna switch and then you oh. would check back in and you'd be like "Ooh, uh you know so when one was killing it you're like yeah. i'm gonna switch over to that channel yeah and you could see that most of the people were red and then you'd be like "Ooh, what why is everyone so blue now this? yeah that is awesome it was very silly it that was is, fun though it is so awesome who was <laughs> killing it between red and blue i don't remember uh but it was kind of like 50 50 like you would just switch to whatever one you were vibing with i'll just be honest when i was saying that i didn't think that was ever possibly a thing um <laughs> but that would have been so awesome. <laughs> yeah. If we had, if Lisa was handing out headphones or maybe Peter and he was like, here yeah. you go. It's a silent DJ night. And it was between Jax and James and Jax would play like, like classic huge. Yeah. He would play like journey. Yeah. Journey. Shania Twain. He play a lot of like eighties hits and then James would be more modern. Yeah. Uh, pink Panthress or whatever. Boys a liar. You know that song. Yeah. And then, I wish when you God. said Pink Panther, I was thinking of Sandoval. <laughs> Did I, I don't even know if that's that artist's name. I feel so bad. The, whatever the boy's a liar, Sandoval's yeah. a liar song is. Um, but it was not that. No. So first of all, what was really bad, and I'm going to call out Sir for this. Sir, you said it was an open invite thing that anybody could come to. So we got there an hour and a half early because we were being diligent. We wanted to be a part of this. We wanted to witness this. We knew it possibly could be crowded. But um, I didn't think it'd be that crowded. Mm -hmm. Did you? No, I didn't really think about it because you guys had gone last time and it was not a big deal. We went two months ago and it was a tenth this packed. It was not a big deal. It was still the height of Scandoval. Like Mm -hmm. he sang Sandoval's a liar. He had his little DJ booth by the in the entryway. Yeah. You could run around. You could get drinks. You could go to the bathroom and come back and be right in front of James. It was so much more low key the yeah. impact of scandal over the last two months has been wild yeah so then we showed up to the door we were diligent i had invited people over like it was going to be a carefree fun easy thing i had invited people to it and yeah. we were all ready to go and then we get stopped at the door saying it's reservations only which the reservations went got snapped up in 10 minutes yeah all the tables were reserved so then we get there and we look like goddamn <laughs> dorks right <laughs> yeah because we're just standing at the door the guy goes it's only reservations and we're like we, we, we immediately started to parse what that means when do the reservations start can we get a table now and stay yeah can we go to the bar and yeah. stand there it's like didn't make any sense all of these tables are reserved but no one is here now yeah and you could i don't know it was like and i was too dumbfounded and shocked <laughs> and i was like so worried that i had brought i was bringing like friends to come to this and then yeah. they were all gonna be shut down that i could barely even think yeah he was really dissuading us from even trying he goes if you want to wait in line like maybe you'll get it in but i don't think so yeah he I'm, was like maybe there will be no shows on the reservation but, um he was a guy that kind of was giving future 
Peter. There's there's two different. Peters. Yeah, there's two there, hosts. If you go to Sir, whatever. If there, if you go to Sir, there's an Animorphs version of <laughs> Peter where you see Peter, and then you go one step further, you see him in 20 years, and then we saw the 30 year version. <laughs> yeah. His name is Sam. He's actually very nice. I actually got to know him. <laughs> he ended up helping us out, so, uh, so we have to honor him. But yes. So we 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 were, we had to wait like. Yeah, so they at first were implying that we weren't going to even have a chance of walking in until 9 p.m. And we were there at 7. And we were like, since we were first in line, like very first, I was like, let's just wait maybe at least for like half an hour since we're the first ones. If anything happens, at least we'll be the first ones. Yeah, we started the line. Yes. We, We were very fortunate to start the line because over the next 20 minutes, people realized this reservations thing and they lined up behind us and it was almost to the sir block. alley yeah. it was almost wrapped around to sir goddamn alley by the time even we were greeted again by <laughs> sam yeah and i just want to say that he was uh you know trying to let us down and you know saying it's unlikely we're gonna get in and he was like as you can see there's a lot of celebrities here um that have to take um precedence and i looked over and i'm not being shady i'm just saying the only celebrities i saw for the whole night <laughs> were the character actress Missy Pyle right and uh Amber Tamblin from Sisters of the Traveling Pants okay uh <laughs> Amber Tamblin is David Cross's ex-wife not current so- wife oh, oh right right yeah um i don't know what Amber Tamblin looks like so i didn't even <laughs> i didn't recognize her yeah she's um <laughs> this is so dumb my brain was like she uh has a cut part in uh I think Janko and Jane, she looks out a window and you're like, oh, that's Amber Tamlin. And then she's never in the movie again. Whoa. Just one deleted scene? Is she like background in it? Basically, they're like walking down the street. She looks out the window and that's it. And then what would our wonderful audience know Missy Pyle from? I tried to look at her IMDb and I was like, why do I even know her so well? She's so recognizable um, and you'll, you'll, you'll have seen her in a thousand <laughs> things when you look her up. Yeah. She's in Galaxy Quest. Um, oh, she's right. in Dodgeball. Oh right. Um, she's in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No shade, though. I mean, he was right. He, he <laughs> said we have two celebrities here, so unfortunately, you won't be able to get in. But then something happened. <laughs> Sam had a full blown Grinch moment, right? <laughs> I think so. I'll be. Uh, I'll say what no. you can't. No, don't. Yes. Okay. So we did not want to be those people of, you know, because. You guys agree. I'm sure the reason why most of you found this podcast was because Riley pops off on TikTok as a Bravo kind of, I don't know, another word for it, influencer kind of a thing. Yeah. Commentator. Okay. Yes. Um, and so we didn't want to pull that card, but people in line multiple times were like, I love your TikTok. One I love person. your TikTok. Yeah, no, it person. happened like three times. One person was so sweet. <laughs> she said, I love your TikToks. They don't know who's waiting out here. She was yeah. so sweet. She was like... She made a little comment like, do you know who he is? Kind of like a little bit joking, but not really. She was yes. trying to help us out. So sweet. And she went to the host stand and said, hey, Riley <laughs> Hamilton's back there. And they go, who the hell is that? But then I think... It some, got in Sam's ear. Sam goes... So then, he, I, just like they said, he turned into the Grinch. All of a sudden, <laughs> his heart for Amy and I and... um our other guests, mm-hmm. my wife, mm-hmm. Natalie, mm-hmm. his heart, I saw it. It w- His heart was just that little <laughs> Grinch heart. And then it expanded to 10 times its size when he saw that two people <laughs> recognized me. And he goes, 
what's your name again to me? And I go, Riley Hamilton. And he goes, well, goddamn, Riley Hamilton, is this your wife? And I go, yes, this is Megan, my wife. And he goes, and who the hell are these two? And I go, my best friends. And he goes, well, I can't let a man stand outside with three women, so get the hell in here, buddy. And I go, you mean it? And he goes, get in there. And It I was go, like, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, and I go, Sam, thank you so much. I shook his hand. He goes, anything for you, Rye Man. And we got in, and then we were, we were like, on cloud nine. <laughs> And then you get into Sir, and it's just like a normal day. It's yeah. like, we've been in there a thousand times. There was no need for it to be this regulated. Well, I guess right. we found out it well, did. But. Then they kept letting people in, uh, and the crowd grew 10,000 sizes, and yeah. it was shoulder to shoulder. Luckily, I got my drinking in while I could. Me um, too. But once uh, the action really started, I could never get to the bar again, which was probably no, good. A kind of a flop on Peter's part and Sam's <laughs> part and the the in between Peter uh, uh, manager because they had three bartenders and the bar they was slammed. The bar was slammed to where you had to wait if you could wait at the bar twenty minutes. Yeah, to get a drink. I couldn't. You couldn't even close out your uh, card. Your, yeah, your, your bill. I never. I decided not to leave my card back there in case I needed to escape. So you had to close out. You yeah. had to close out before you even wanted to stop drinking. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, so to be fully honest, as much as I like to hype everything, you know, with Sir, it was so packed and the bar was so mobbed, you couldn't get a drink, you couldn't move, you couldn't be anywhere near James, which I, I don't I don't care, but like it was just so much less fun than the first time we went, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, it was just you couldn't have fun in that environment. It was so hot, you couldn't move. Um so, well, do we, I guess should we get into what specifically happened? Sure. Yeah. So James showed up like 15 minutes early. He's very punctual. Yes. Uh, Lisa will like that. Uh, he busted through. Everyone went insane. Allie was by his side. Yeah. Um, and at this point, the, the line. Uh, I have a package. Oh, wow. Did he knock every time? <laughs> Not usually. Kind of scary. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. I saw a figure <laughs> behind the glass door i was like what is that yeah um anyways uh but yeah i was but then you know he it was hard to tell when he started because they had a different dj going first yes and it was a little hard to tell when james took over um but then he got hype he would stand on the dj table so that we could all see him he, yeah he, you know. played our, he played the Turtle Time intro theme song, which yeah. is the okay, let's get started version yeah. of the Vanderpump theme song. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he fumbled the bag, like you said earlier, uh, before we were talking. I'm selling you out. Yeah, um, but... that's okay. Oh, God. I, say, I talk <laughs> shit before we start recording. Just, there was a lot going on, and I think James was distracted. There were just a few moments where... Uh, the beat was supposed to drop and it would be a little delayed or yeah. we lost power at one point. Uh, the power went out of, of the sound. Oh, 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 yeah, it dropped out. Yeah, <laughs> there were some transitions that were mishandled, but the energy was so powerful. I yeah. mean, people were like, were ravenous to hear him. Like it was, yeah. th there was great energy levels, almost too much so. That yeah, you it was really so loud. It. I was afraid for my eardrums. Uh, yeah. Guillermo was running around recording. Uh, yeah. He was so happy with oh. how much money he was making. Oh, you've never seen Guillermo smile like this. He <laughs> loves these servants. And then, unfortunately, within 10 minutes, people were like, you know, we started a Where is Jack's chant, <laughs> which, you know, 
if you've ever heard a Where is Jack's chant at Sir, it's kind of, I don't know, it's wild. But everyone was screaming, and he goes, unfortunately, Jax had a family emergency, and he can't be with us here tonight. And then everybody was, like, you know, bummed out, obviously. Um, and so, But Jane was like, but I'm going to carry on Jax's legacy. But a huge part of going there yeah. and the fun of it was definitely because I wanted to see Jax in that environment. Yeah, because that was so unbelievable. Yeah. Which I wanted to see what the hell turned be- out to be unbelievable because it was not possible <laughs> it, it wasn't possible we'll never know what that could have been also i don't know what Jax would have done he would have had to stand behind the dj booth the entire time because he would have been mobbed totally it, it was it was chaos in yeah there. i don't want to i'm not going to say anything in case there was a real terrible emergency but i will say like 10 minutes before we found out about the emergency i said there's no way Jax is coming he's going to say something about I need to be with my family. And then that is what happened. But again, I don't want to be on the wrong side of history if something really bad did happen. But um, I just couldn't imagine a world in which he actually came. Yeah. It seemed truly unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a lot of the draw, to be honest, because I had had seen See You Next Tuesday with James. So it being a collab event was so fun. And I do think there was some kind of, you know, emergency, but... Jax, Brittany, and Cruz are completely safe and fine. I've already seen on their social okay. media. So, I don't know. Temporary family <laughs> emergency flare-up, I yeah. guess. Um, but- I think we had a little theory that he either saw on social or drove by and saw how mobbed it was and was like, I ain't doing that. We had that theory? <laughs> <laughs> I had that theory. I'll keep no, it to myself. No, no I'm just kidding. I, I, I do think if anyone was going to lie about what they're doing. Jax is someone who is comfortable <laughs> with like overstating <laughs> what he needs to do or to, he likes yeah. to get out of stuff. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't think know. we didn't, uh, I don't think we touched on this last week, but uh, I listened to Jax on that podcast, the toast and the tall tales that he's still telling yeah. are yeah. incredible. Yeah. He claimed just really quickly to name them off. He claimed, that Lisa Vanderpump used to come to him for advice on how he deals with the stress of the drama when she would be going through stuff on The Housewives. She would sit Jax down and say, how do you do it? Can you help me? Imagine (laughs) imagine that. Imagine Lisa calling Jax and say, no cameras. Do you mind if we have a one-on-one? I want to talk to you about how I handle my housewives drama, independent of you, yeah. Jax. I'm just like need to know how you do it. It's so amazing how you handle everything. Jax. Uh, the host asked if he was offended that Lisa didn't ask him to open a bar instead of the Toms, um, and he was like, "Yeah, you know what? It did hurt my feelings because I was such a great employee." He literally said that, um, and he's like, "I don't know why I wouldn't be a great choice for that," you know. And I'm like. You've been fired and suspended multiple times. You knowingly stole yeah. from the bar yeah. all the time. That was like an ongoing joke. Yeah. You fucked in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, what part of you was a great employee? You don't like making drinks. <laughs> you're, the joke is that you're the worst bartender they've ever had. You're, yeah, you're just patently irresponsible. <laughs> he said that Schwartz and Sandys begged him to buy out Sandoval, which I do not buy. So it, he said that? Yes. He said he went to Schwartz and Sandy's. And the, the, Schwartz and Jaxies? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, 
I that's too much responsibility. I need to be with my family. Oh man, this family man image. <laughs> I keep I, I've said this, and this is as mean as I'll go on Jax. And you know, I love Jax. I'm like one of the biggest Jax defenders because um I think deep down he's a good person, even though I know that if I was ever friends with him, he'd fuck me over in two <laughs> seconds. But I you know, but anyway, I, I, I defend him. But get the cameras on Jax now. I just keep saying it. This hubris level that he's at is is not maintainable. Yeah. He, this this he thinks of himself now as this family man god that <laughs> was always right for his entire life, yeah. and then it's finally being revealed now. And if he's on camera for another three months or whatever, we are going to see some cracks in that facade totally. for sure. It's like the 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 hubris level is going to come down a lot. I feel like. Yeah, it's so. I'm like, who do you think you're talking to? We I, have been watching you for ten years. Yeah. We know who you are he almost has Teresa uh brain in a way totally. where it's, it, he has a storyline and a vision of what his life is and any evidence contrary to that he just doesn't accept right he, he at one point he was saying I've never lied in my life like on the on he the, keeps saying that over and over again he's like actually if you think about it I didn't lie because everything I lied about yeah. came goes, true <laughs> yeah he said I think he said once what happens life he goes I've never lied and then he switched <laughs> that to I was right about everything right. which that makes more sense. He, he historically, I guess, was right, but not really. And now he is so pro Ariana because he's so anti Sandoval. And he kind of gets into it, but not quite taking ownership. But he never liked Ariana ever. He was awful to her. They and she didn't like him. each other ever. Yeah. Um, which is one of the things we'll get into, but. One of the things I found a little frustrating about Scandaval is not necessarily the Fairweather fans or viewers. Like, I'm not gatekeeping. Yeah. But even the people that have been watching, people are forgetting their history. No. Right. I need people to uphold what has happened. Well, Lala. And everyone's just forgetting everything. Yeah. Not to throw Lala under the bus because, you know, obviously we love her so much, but her and Ariana had major beef. Like right. the last we saw them in season nine, I think we've already said well, this. Yeah, you like have they, the I was born fucking cool hoodie, yeah. which was against yeah. Lala. Lala and Ariana did not fuck with each other. No. You know, but I mean... I'm, I mean, I, things change. That's fine. Yeah. But it feels like we're ignoring the dynamics that used to exist. And now uh, Jax is just saying, well, I never liked Ariana because she was under Tom's thumb. And now that she's not, she's so much happier. Yeah. And now we could be friends. And I'm like, yeah. huh? Also, like... Ariana, like, I'm sorry, Jax, but Ariana's, like, not going to fuck with you again after, like, much longer. Like, she no. just doesn't like you. She'll take your support uh, as needed at this very early stage, but I don't think you guys are going to be BFFs. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he still is ride or die for Schwartz. He defends Schwartz still. And on this uh, Secrets Revealed that we'll get into, um, Schwartz says he was texting with Stasi. So, yeah. I mean, maybe things will have changed post-reunion, but it seems like everyone, no matter what, still loves Schwartz. Yeah. Which well, people will get mad at us for, but... Um, no, I feel I like... I had some sweet-hearted, tender moments about Schwartz and the secrets revealed. Yeah, no, no, no me, me too. And and I feel like um, when we posted that, like, TikTok of our Coors Light with Schwartz, like, I'd say 90% or 80% of people are like, I'm starting to forgive this man. <laughs> I mean, he... I mean, the Schwartz, the Schwartz like um, sympathetic narrative is yeah. that he had so much going on. Yeah. He 
a lot of family life that we don't see. He's not Sandoval, but the, every scene he has has to be with Sandoval. So it looks yeah. like he's just like his number one yeah. confidant, even though that's for the show. It's right. like they are only in scenes together. And also that he told him he needs to do this. What the hell are you doing? I hate this. But what can he physically do besides, I guess, telling Ariana for himself? Right. So I don't know. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think we're going to have a schwartz assance. Yeah. Oh, we're having a Schwartz Assance. <laughs> except, yeah, yeah. We no, we really are. Um, <laughs> okay. So yeah. Uh, see you next Tuesday. It was fun, but I do not need to go to Sir for a while now. Uh, but I'm sure something insane will come up soon that will force me back. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, just to end the story, um, like James, you know, was doing g- like great DJ. Like he was doing great or whatever. It was fun. He he played. Uh, uh, is it called Unwritten? The staring at the blank page before you open up the dirty window. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, feel the rain on your your. Yeah. Feel the rain on your skin. Oh. Um, and the crowd was going absolutely batshit, including me, and that was such a funny, fun choice. <laughs> he also did the thing where he drops out the <laughs> lyrics and lets everybody sing, and it yeah. was every single person was singing. It was actually awesome. <laughs> that was so unexpected. Yeah, that was so fun. So he he killed it. I left. I left early. Yeah. Um. Sheena came in Jax's stead, which was awesome. Like that was great that someone came to like be with him and, and provide that that collab. Sheena and Brock came, but we unfortunately were not there. I went to the Abbey. Nice. And the Abbey was like after the chaos of Sir. The Abbey was like this beautiful Chill. oasis. Oh, I mean it's still packed. Yeah. I think it had a lot of Sir runoff. I'm sure. People who just like gave up on Sir, but yeah, the Abbey was like so beautiful. It was like so nice calm or whatever and i feel the same way as you like we've been to sir like so many times yeah two months is like okay let's i'm good yeah let's yeah let's ease up a little bit for sure um should we get into a quick uh roni or not roni quick. what am i thinking uh new jersey and oc Ro- review yeah um, um do you want to take a little quick break uh yeah, let's do it let's, let's, let's edit out that at exactly one hour <laughs> yeah, let's do it let's take a break do you, do you think that, um, I'll just say it on, on Mike, but do you think that, that vamping was too bad that we even have to cut it? Or is it okay to have a little bit of a scramble? We might want to cut it okay. because it of just... how long this episode's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get a new Loverboy drink too. You want to? Yeah. Because I already drank mine okay. pretty much. I have Did a little you? left, but I'll hit it. You... <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. So sorry about uh, some of those technical difficulties, but we love you so much. And I can't believe we just talked for an hour about, really, we haven't touched uh, on... <laughs> We haven't touched on anything. All right. We love you so much. We are going to both piss. BRB. Yep. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And 
we are back. Hello. Okay. So now that we're an hour in, should we start talking about shows that we're on? It's perfectly structured, Turtle Time. <laughs> One hour dedicated to Starbucks, Loverboy, <laughs> Wolf by Vanderpump. That's housekeeping. It's, it's awesome. You just, yeah, the first hour is just, you, you get it out of the way, right? Is so, it, do you it, think we'll ever get organized about what we talk about or do you think we should just keep it people keep say it loose? people say they they love long episodes but <laughs> do you really <laughs> the time codes i feel that yes you know sometimes people will like make requests about what we talk about for how long etc and i'm like hit the time code no I, I agree time codes make everything permissible it's like totally. if you don't want to hear us talk about <laughs> different flavors of lover boy or wolf by vanderpump just look at the time codes we'll yeah. talk about and new on jersey. youtube the time codes are links they're hyperlinked do you, you do that it does it automatically so it just does any time code and you click it you just go right <laughs> yeah, to it which i'm sorry guys i pay, copy paste <laughs> the time codes that riley puts for the podcast and uh because we add a little fun at the beginning of youtube all... they might be a little misaligned but within yeah. like 30 seconds mine are already <laughs> sort of misaligned because we, <laughs> we don't have clear transitions but whatever they're general yeah and um we get you there yeah. And so now, just so we know, a little time code update, one hour, one minute, seven seconds, we are talking about New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Amy and I haven't talked about this, but we were no. fired up last week. We were fired up the week before. Yeah. I didn't even watch your TikTok because I wanted okay. to keep it fresh. I'm so glad you so did. So I don't even know. And then that means I can repeat myself and it Good. doesn't seem bad. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, part three, the final part, did you watch the uncensored? They didn't have yeah. a name for it. Okay. Me too. Yeah. How'd you feel? <laughs> it's the new wave of reunions to watch the uncensored. Hearing Teresa say fuck yeah. uncensored was like jarring and yeah. awesome. Because she said fuck a lot in totally. the history of New Jersey. But hearing it. She also slipped into Italian at one point, which was so intense. Yeah. Domo timi coro. Yeah. Yeah. Something you like broke that. my heart. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wrote it down. Um it was amazing. It, oh, sorry. I didn't even ask you. How'd you feel about it overall? <laughs> no, it was really good. Um, I almost thought maybe something more would happen, you okay. know? Like, like 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 a big revelation? Yeah, or like... I don't know. What, big, about, uh, what, about, what about Bo Deedle sending a security guard to protect... <laughs> that was incredible. Well, what the hell? Okay, we're... I mean... He's popping a lover boy. Yeah, I'm popping a lover boy. <laughs> I am going to drink a mango pear. Um, first sip. I'm still working on my mm -hmm. iced tea lemonade, but how is it? Oh, it's it? amazing. <gasps> oh, really? So Do you like it even yeah. better than the other one? Um, <laughs> they're both amazing, like a 9 out of 10, but I actually like iced tea and lemonade just because that's my favorite flavor. Mm. Yeah, just but take a sip. It is good. But it's good. I, I wonder if like... Kyle likes this one. Ugh. I need to ask him in person. Kyle and Amanda need to say what their absolute favorites are. I know they would obviously say they love yeah. every single flavor, but... It seems like they drink a lot of the um, like harder ones on the show, like the... Right. Uh, they have like spritz and uh, espresso martini, wow. you know. Oh, by the way, we are going to town tomorrow for our <laughs> Patreon episode. I don't like to tease Patreon because it's, you know, a paid thing that you have to pay for. But Amy and I are going to get drunk as <laughs> hell and drink the Cosmos, yeah. the espresso martinis. I'm going to be like Samantha on Sex and the City. And I'll be like uh, Miranda, right? Your choice. <laughs> Wait, I get to choose. <laughs> yeah. People don't choose it for me. No, you. Who just? Who are you? Oh, I thought that 
you, a friend tells you which Sex in the City person you are. Hmm. Megan says hard. she's a Miranda. She does. Wait, okay. wait, wait. Oh, I'm so sorry. Is Miranda <laughs> um, the one who dates that man, Scott? Steve. Steve. Yes. The redhead. Yes. Megan is a Miranda. The lawyer. I'm a... Um, does anybody want to be Sarah Jessica Parker? Or is that <laughs> oh, what... I mean, I think everyone says they're a Carrie because that's like... Everyone says that? I think some people hate Carrie uh, in retrospect. I feel like she's kind of been reassessed as a almost Don Draper, uh, um, Walter White figure because she fucks up so many times. She's the anti-hero. Yeah, she's just real. She makes bad choices. Okay. But she's the most fashionable and she's the it girl. So the show is like about her mostly. It's like her point of view. You always want to be like, I'm a Carrie because you're like, I'm fab and fun. And no one wants to be a Charlotte, right? I mean, I love Charlotte, actually. Okay. okay. She's a bit of a prude, but she's the heart of the show. But no one would claim, like, or, or like, Some no people one... would. Okay. All right, cool. That's the thing. That's why it's great, because all four are viable options. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just going to say definitively, only having seen Sex and the City <laughs> passively once, yeah, I want to be a Miranda. Okay. She's literary. Yeah. Is she? She's educated. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. So I can I can be her. I mean, Carrie is also literary. She's oh, right. a writer. She's a writer. Okay, uh, I'll just say it. I I feel like it's self-aggrandizing to say you're Carrie, but I'm Carrie. Okay, and who can are we you? both be Carrie? Yeah, <laughs> two Carries. <laughs> so mixed uh, with we have a little slice of everyone. <laughs> that's true. I got a little bit of Samantha in me. I'll be honest. Ooh, Maybe we'll tomorrow- keep that for the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> like tomorrow what you said samantha might come out from all of us if That's we're true if we're high as hell on cosmopolitans and espresso martinis we're gonna get drunk as hell like samantha on the uh i think it's the series finale if i'm not mistaken uh don't hold me to this but i think it's the last episode it's either that or the movie i get them a little confused okay. but they go out maybe it's the movie no Yes, maybe it is the movie. Anyways, they go out for drinks for Samantha's 50th birthday. It's the very end. And uh, they order Cosmos. And they go, why did we stop drinking these? They're so great. And they go, because everybody else started. Whoa. Like so acknowledging how iconic they made the Cosmo. Self-referential. Yeah. Whoa. So have you had a Cosmo? <laughs> They're good. I've never had one. It's good, but... Um, I Are they vodka? Yeah, I don't oh, really I, fuck with vodka. Me either. So, so that's going to be hard. Yeah. Oh, vodka in a can? I mean, I'll still drink the hell out of it. Maybe it's like a Cosmo-inspired... I feel like it's not vodka in a can. It's probably like malt, like let's, White Claw style. Let's hope not. I can't believe vodka. Anyway, so for, for you all looking at for the timestamp, New Jersey starts one hour, six minutes, and 30 seconds in. So... Bodhi. <laughs> yeah, so you so you 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 thought it was pretty. It was good, really but you wanted... exciting. I rolled back the tape. Uh, I watched it without Jimmy, but then I showed him multiple moments after I had already watched it because I was like, "You got to see this," and that security guard moment was one of them. So it starts, and the boys come out, and he's like, "Please, for the love of God, <laughs> Frank Catania and Louie, you guys can't get in a fight right now. You'll mow me down." Yeah. <laughs> so I was he, really nervous the whole time. Yeah. Um even though Frank wouldn't hurt a fly. No. No, he would never do that, but he did say <laughs> I'm the most fired up I've ever been. He goes in all the reunions I've been on, I don't really say much. The worst thing I've ever done is called <laughs> Polly 
Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. And I thought that was almost a joke because I was looking at Polly <laughs> of how Polly would like respond like that was funny, but Polly didn't look like that was funny. Right. Like, it honestly must have offended him. Yeah. Polly's so cool. He's chill. What if we were just like, that was New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> that was the New Jersey minute. Um, Do you like Polly? Yeah, Frank. I like Frank better. Oh, but not I mean, I like Polly, but Frank is like iconic and he was so sweet. Like, Frank cheated on Dolores. I know. Very badly. I, I think know. he was running through town. I know. Fucking anything that walked in front I of know, him. I know, but he has true star power. Okay. Oh, he, Polly just... is sweet, but he's not that great for TV. Let's be real. He's a little slow but uncomfortable I love him on camera. For, I love him for Dolores. Totally. But Frank like should get a spinoff is what I'm saying. Yeah. Frank is great. Um, they correctly identified that he had the best calendar uh, photo totally. by far. But yeah. He was saying, like you said, uh, he never usually talks at the reunion. And he said, when I get my feelings hurt, I get nasty. He's like, like, I'm that's a, so sweet. he's like, I'm an alpha male, baby. I get nasty. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, he didn't get too nasty. No, he kept it tight. But all of the husbands got involved, which I loved because it validated that uh, Teresa and Louie are on the wrong side of history because even the most chill of the husbands were pissed. Oh, yeah. They have, they have as their confidants, they have Jen Aiden, who's the <laughs> least valuable player and she's so clearly just a sidekick oh yeah i mean it, the jennifer aiden era has to end yeah she it's it's i don't want to take food out of her mouth she can be <laughs> a friend of i'm happy for her if she stays like that but she's providing nothing she didn't have one minute all she does is just back up Teresa unfoundedly like no matter what Teresa says it's so annoying and she's taking away Bill from his boys yeah Louie made Bill a groomsman so he has yeah. to like honor Louie and Teresa but you know Bill wants to be on the other side with the boys yeah John Buda <laughs> Frank yeah Joe Gorga those are his Joe, Joe Benito, yeah, yeah, right? Joe yep, Benito. Yep. He wants to get back with his fucking boys. Yeah. He's on the Louie side. Heartbreaking. <laughs> and Nate Cabral, which I, I'm fine with Nate. Yeah, he doesn't say much. He's he, he's getting out of his shell, just like Polly. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, Fuda, I was Fuda. like, good for you, dude. dude he Fuda kept ripped. it together, but he said what he needed to say, and he brought receipts. Yeah. So it starts out, it's, it's um, I, I guess, we yeah, we don't have to go so far into it, but Joe Gorga and Melissa, it's... We've, we've said it before. They are done. They have yeah. realized this is a losing battle with Teresa. It's been so long. And Joe never wants to say, I'll never talk to you again, yeah. Teresa. Teresa is the one who's okay with saying that. Yeah. She says, this is the last time we'll ever talk Yeah. to her brother. <laughs> she, yeah. There's nothing that, you know, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but there's a moment when... Um, when Joe says, you know, if you were in an accident, I would be running to the hospital. If anything happened, I would help you no, immediately. Right and Teresa's like, ew. Like, she's basically like, don't come. Yeah. And it's like, come on. Yeah. And and Teresa's uh, vendetta now against Melissa and Joe, it still stems from the fact that she didn't know that they had been hired to be on the right. show. Right in season three, when they yeah. came on, that they got hired behind her back, mm -hmm. and that I guess Teresa never wanted her family on the show. You could say, <laughs> well, in retrospect, <laughs> yeah, I mean, def yeah, I mean, I guess if you were giving her the benefit of the doubt, you would say because she didn't want this to happen. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, I don't think Lisa or I mean, oh, <laughs> Teresa uh, should have, I don't know, tried to stop Joe and Melissa from being on the show because they. 
it was an amazing dynamic to watch and it didn't have to end like this but she still holds such a grudge i think against production and joan melissa for doing this behind her back and being on the show right i know it's just it's impossible to even trace her logic because as we said last week she's so wishy-washy and lies and will never accept anything they say no matter what and now has switched the blame i think Teresa's hugest folk or her biggest uh, focal points for her grudge against uh joe and melissa now is that she says that joe talked to um judice's ex-partner right. and that they had a relationship which she found out from jacqueline larita that right. they had a, a some kind of friendship. So she thinks now that Joe and Melissa were responsible for talking to the FBI right. and getting her in jail, which, which I was obsessed when Frank was like, uh, do you relinquish attorney client privilege to Joe Gorga? Yes. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I was his attorney at the time. And Andy was like, are you serious? He was like, hundred percent. I'm not lying. <laughs> that was amazing. I forgot that he was a lawyer. I know he did get disbarred. <laughs> Me too. No, I forgot he was a lawyer. I go, wait, Frank's a lawyer? And uh, Megan was like, wait, wait, you don't remember Frank's lawyer era? And I go, no, I don't I don't remember that. And he said that they did get called in for questioning, but yes. that Joe didn't squeal at all. Joe is not a rat. Hell you think no. Joe actually wants Teresa to go to prison? No. No. Um, but then I, that in that moment, I was thinking, give Frank, get have him get his license back and have a attorney legal at, spinoff. Attorney at law. Is that what they say? Yeah. Attorney at, Maybe him and Craig. <laughs> Frank and Craig do law. On Peacock. Oh my God. It would be called Catania and Conover. <gasps> right? Yeah. CNC? Like the Chanel logo. <laughs> yes. And it'd be kind of like a Better Call Saul-esque thing where they're, they're public defenders. Should we pitch? Let's pitch, baby. <laughs> CNC. Uh, what Catania and Conover yeah. at law or whatever mm-hmm. law firm. Yeah. They are public defenders in, where's a, they're New York, New Jersey. Or no, 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 no. Uh, oh. Craig would have to move to be in New York with Paige. Yeah. So Paige kind of gets some runoff from this. Yeah. They go to the public defender's office. They go, give me the, the worst you got. Give me a case I can defend for you. Jen Shaw. <laughs> Jen Shaw. They do some Bravo court hearings. Like, oh, oh my God. This, I mean, we don't. It do could we even... be like, um, <laughs> Why did my brain switch to, I was saying it could be kind of like, I know they're not judges, but what if it was kind of a Judge Judy format where they just take cases quickly? Yes. It, also say what they think the judge is going to say, like how winnable is this case? Yeah. They could still have some perspective over the whole thing. So we don't have to watch the entire journey. Yeah. I don't know, but the idea of them in a judge's robes. <laughs> Maybe we could just switch it to that. Do you think <laughs> you don't think that they would wear those old uh, timey British um, headpieces, right? Because that we sort of powdered phased... wig. Because <laughs> they don't. We, we sort of phased out of those, right? Judges don't typically wear those anymore, like the John Adams. No, style. but they still, I think, do wear like robes because. Um, but why would they her be judges name? now? Um, what's her name? Uh, George Clooney's wife. Um, she is a, uh, Oh yeah. Like, the one that Jax, uh, hates. <laughs> What's her name? Know. Amalia. Um, oh my gosh. Why am I blanking? Um, Amal. Amal Clooney. Amal Clooney. Yeah. yeah. I don't know um, so much about her. She's, she's a like judge. a human rights attorney, but in England. And I think she wears like a robe sometimes. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, do you have to, I'm just so ignorant. Do you have to be a lawyer to be a judge? Oh, oh, like, you know, first, what a great question. <laughs> I assume, yeah, because do judges have their own training? Do they bypass? 
being a lawyer and you become right. a judge? Because you're like appointed, right? There, there are people <laughs> will be like, what the hell podcast am like, I listening we to? We vote for judges, don't we? Yeah. It's like appointed. Yeah. Like but, a sheriff. But they must have to know the law just as well as a lawyer, even more so. I think that's what happens. So I don't think Craig and uh, Frank should get their <laughs> judge be be voted in to be judges. They should be lawyers, public defenders, just like Saul, okay. right? And then they take cases. We don't see the whole journey, but they maybe say, this is winnable. Here's my legal advice. But they would have really good chemistry. Yeah. Conover and Tanya, <laughs> don't you think? What? Where's Craig at with his law journey? It feels he, he, kind of... Well, in season four, he right. passed the bar. Yeah. And I, I believe he has a law journey. I, I mean, he well, can practice law. You'll see what happens. <sighs> but he more recently, uh, in the past, I don't know, year or so, remember he like started posting that he was practicing law again? He, he has enough practicing law experience to be a part of this show for sure and then how do we how the hell do we get tanya to be undisbarred right <laughs> yeah is that allowed or maybe it's just a penalty for a certain amount of time maybe it's sort of like craig is the face but he still goes to <laughs> frank for legal advice frank is sort of like sitting at the big desk the grandfathered in, and he, yeah. he's like craig i don't know if this is the right legal strategy to go around i've been disbarred and discredited but i don't <laughs> think that's right Plus, there's so yeah. many legal issues in the New Jersey. Uh, enough about this goddamn <laughs> spin-up that we're going to pitch. But uh, there's enough legal battles in the New Jersey. Like, I just saw that yeah. Joe Benino was sued. Oh, like, really? I just looked him up just to find out what the fuck his last name was. Yeah. He was sued for $20,000. So there's so many lawsuits that they could, like, get in the middle of. Totally. Well, I loved when um, they were talking about whether or not um, Louis was investigating people. And Louis was like, why would I investigate you? What would I investigate? And Frank goes, oh, there's a ton you can investigate about me, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that that is a huge, that leads us out. So we will pitch that, obviously, to yeah. Bravo. So if you guys don't mind, everybody listening, please let Amy and I have this. I know <laughs> you want to run with that, but that is copywritten, right? Yeah. We As own, a, it's a verbal yeah, uh, agreement. Verbal cover, I know we need documentation. Like <laughs> like uh, they were saying about the pizza gate. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot. Uh, so once they, the the boys get in there. Yeah. Frank warms up. Polly warms up. John Fuda really opens the floodgates. He says, I have a question, Andy. And he goes, please, John Fuda. John Fuda says, I want to know why the <laughs> hell you contacted my ex-wife uh, uh, in jail. Right? Yeah. She's in jail. Did we know that? I, we, we, it was like probably one sentence and there's just too much to retain. But yeah. yes, John Fuda's ex-wife is in jail. So they have a record of people who contact her because all yeah. records have to be identified or whatever. So he knows that a private investigator contacted his ex-wife. Yeah. And Louie, Mr. Private Investigator, who brought up... <laughs> Even the mention of private investigators in the universe yeah. now he's says the one he, that introduced it at all. Yeah, he now says he never had anyone investigated. He says that <laughs> he is being investigated by someone who um, is harassing him. <laughs> he and said someone is harassing my life. Someone is harassing my life, so I have <laughs> private investigators on me, so I counteract with private investigators. It's like this. What? It's so BS. <laughs> he was saying that. He, they roll the clip. He said, I am best friends with Bo Deedle, one of the biggest private investigators in the world, right. and he has a folder on all of these people. Then Andy goes, uh, okay, so you do, through Bo Deedle, have investigations on these people. He goes, I was just fired up. That was misstated. 
And then they go, but you said it again the next day. And then they roll a clip of him saying it again. He says, Bo Deedle has dirt (laughs) on all of you. Yeah. So he misstated that, but I don't want to let this one moment go by because what I thought was the most interesting misstatement was when uh, Andy goes, hey, Louie, can I ask you something? What the hell was going on with that pajamas (laughs) comment about the dead dad's pajamas? And Louie goes, let me say. For the record, that was completely misstated. Did you, He's you, taking everything back. He said, "He said, I'm sorry. I know I said that I wore a full pajama suit with those little buttons and a butt flap, and I wore it around for weeks at a time in the house because it comforts Teresa and her daughters, but actually... That was overblown. I don't, he goes, I don't know why the hell I said that. Actually, <laughs> Teresa was getting rid of some clothes and in the laundry basket. There was a pair of sweats that Teresa's dad wore, and I wore those once, and I wore it in an endearing and good way. <laughs> I think it was more like, yeah, like you're saying, like I think it was more like a Scrooge outfit, like the... like the nightgown with the sleeping cap and a little candle on a base yes the way he talked about those pajamas it was a full pajama suit it had that little ball that drapes over the head he had that nice little night candle that you bring around it's sort of like yeah you said scrooge mctuck right but also ebenezer scrooge also just regular scrooge so when we pictured it when he said that he said i was wearing the full thing he was i was wearing Everyone was like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I'm almost afraid. Like, do you think if we talk too much shit about Louis, the Bo Deedle's going to bang on the door? What if the sh- package was Bo Deedle? I just saw a shadow. And, and um, <laughs> honestly, they said that uh, Rachel Fuda said that she was at dinner in New Jersey and Bo Deedle was just sitting right next to her in disguise. She didn't say in disguise, but, but you know, if he's trailing. And he was him. like, do you think she was trailing you? And she was like, absolutely. And I'm like, she he was just like leaning his chair over listening to i think her and melissa were at dinner uh, yeah that's that's so well it's so funny so did you think so what we can just say is that louis two weirdest things that he was called out for the most he fully retracted and tried to make them sound better the private investigator thing yeah and the pajamas thing you know he wore the full pajama <laughs> set and yeah. it wasn't just one night it was multiple <laughs> nights he was like look girls I'm wearing your no-nose pajamas. Any comfort coming from this? He was using the tactic of confusion. Yes. Subterfuge. Over-explaining. <laughs> yeah. Too, to Where you just sub- give up because you're like, you're I like, don't know what the fuck you're, you're trying like, to say. When does the laundry basket come into play? <laughs> so you got out of that. Joe G- Gorga is just shaking his head. Yeah. He's like, this is a mess. But he's he's more reserved than you even think. He's like, he's sitting there. He's powerful. He's angry. But he's yeah. not... Going he's not off. going crazy. I think all the men being aligned really helped oh, yeah. because it Amazing. wasn't him against the world. It was five guys against one. Yeah. So the, I, I, then I, I just, this, like, Teresa and Louis are both very, this is like the word that came to me is that they are both very paranoid. Yeah. Teresa is so paranoid that everyone is scheming against her. <laughs> like, she she thinks that people are scheming in the background to get her in jail, to lay yeah. her in jail. She thinks everyone is talking shit about her. She has so many, like, also, she has so many hanger-ons. Is that how you say? Like, mm-hmm. uh, people, like, B-squad people, like, um, around her that are just feeding her 
bullshit. Yeah. Jacqueline, Larita, anyone that will talk to Teresa will just say a rumor about Melissa just to get in her right. ear. Like, she's been hearing rumors for 10 years yeah. about Melissa cheating. Like, yeah. how many times do you have to hear that rumor before you say, okay, I kind of don't believe anymore right. about Melissa cheating on Joe? Yeah. But anyone who wants to get in her ear. Do you remember, who are those two... The people with the same name. Kim that, D. Yeah, Kim D and Kim, Kim G. G. Yeah. Yeah. They both are just probably <laughs> constantly in Teresa's ears feeding her fucking bullshit. Yeah. They, they hope a rumor gets on the show. They hope that anything they say will make its way as a storyline and drama. So Teresa and Louie are like, Louie is even more paranoid, it sounds like. He thinks right. like Bo Deedle is on his ass. Private <laughs> investigators are following him. Lines are tapped. Like yeah. they, So they're the worst for each other. Totally. No, Louis freaks me out. Uh, and he, he really, like we talked about last week, he had a turn. At, at, people saw it right away, and I was soft on him. I'm a contrarian. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he flipped, and he turned into a full-blown psycho. Yeah. He's awful for Teresa. No, he scares the shit out of me. He's indulging all of her worst impulses. Yeah. He's making her worse. Joe Gorga said, my sister, after she got out of prison, she was so wonderful. She yeah. was zenned out. That was the Namaste era, which that yeah. was true. Yeah. Teresa was like on a new It was leaf. shocking. And then after seven years or however long it's been, she's like fully regressed back to the no Namaste right. Teresa. Yeah, it was crazy uh, when all this stuff was going down with the security guard and the private investigator t conversation. They were all, you know, Melissa was saying, this has never happened in the history of the show. So obviously the outlier here is Louis because this has never happened before. Frank says it too. Yeah. He's like, the one difference here, we've never been this contentious. It's never been this bad. What's yeah. the common denominator? Louis is now here, which yeah. is true. He and And... He pretended like he was going to foster the Joe and Melissa relationship. And the minute that one thing went wrong with like Pizzagate, because apparently I guess they were at the Pizzagate um, in Washington, D.C., <laughs> right? <laughs> well, he kept saying Pizzagate again and again and again. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he has heard that somewhere and it just sounded like snappy to him. Remember where and he from. just decided to yeah. co-opt it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that whole, the business dealing thing was very confusing where my brain also just gave up on trying to understand and, what and happened. And Andy's brain gives up too. It's yeah. Like, what the hell happened with this? This Yeah. Very confusing. The only thing I really understand is that essentially, it sounds like, first of all, they were both disorganized about setting up who owns what. Yeah. There was no contract. And then uh, it sounds like the real... Uh, slight that happened was that ter they decided to call it skinny Italian and have a photo shoot with Teresa and the girls and cut out um, Joe Gorga but from the equation. The decision between those two names, skinny Italian versus <laughs> Gorga's pizza. How the hell do you not go with Gorga's pizza? That is so much better. Well, Louis was saying the marketing opportunity was there for skinny Italian. And was <laughs> well, that's the name of Teresa's cookbook. Her skinny first, Italian. first cookbook. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Wait, so, okay. So both her and Bethany utilized the, the skinny, skinny adjective. It's kind of a cheater brand. I feel like. Was Teresa's a cheater? Or who that's was That's actually first? a good question. Um, okay. Oh, so skinny Italian makes more sense. I thought it was just like a shitty name. But yeah. Do people, I don't feel like people still identify with Teresa's first cookbook no. from 15 years ago. I bought my sister skinny Italian for her uh, birthday, like three years ago <laughs> as like a gag <laughs> caroline manzo never forgave Teresa after that cookbook right she called her a white bread italian <laughs> or, or whatever <laughs> caroline can never forgive well that. she uh Teresa did technically formally uh apologize uh to 
Caroline in for, general for uh, accusing her of dealing with the FBI. <laughs> right. Well, goes now she thinks it was Joe and <laughs> right. Melissa. And then Just... Andy goes, "You standing for Jacqueline Larita is the joke of the century." Yeah. And then Teresa goes, "I was never actually uh, mad at." Jacqueline, I like I actually always had a good rapport with Jacqueline or whatever. He goes, roll the goddamn tape. And they show this <laughs> montage of the history of Jacqueline and Teresa, which yeah. is ridiculous. Teresa is just whoever is on her side and willing to just ride or die yeah. loyalty for her, she will accept despite all of their history. But for some reason, she just cannot do that with the Wakili's, her family, her <laughs> yeah. actual family. Right. They, despite her insistence that blood is everything i know but then it's like her <laughs> new blood is everything like she loves louis family more than her right. actual family it's upsetting um and then i we it's too intense to get into there's too much but i keep getting in these tiktok wormholes going into the shit that went down with dina's ex that yeah. caroline is defending because it's her brother right Whose brother? <laughs> Dina was married to Caroline's brother, right? That's what made yes. her Dina Manzo. Yes. And she has a new husband, and they had a home invasion where they got the shit beaten out of them no. with like baseball bats. And it turned out that her ex husband hired those people. And Caroline wrote a letter of um what's it called like good character or whatever for her brother and so that's like part of the reason why dina doesn't fuck with caroline anymore but wait dean i wait dina and <laughs> aren't dina and caroline sisters, sisters. yeah they're but sisters then but then the they, they brothers were brothers of each other Cr right chris larita's or brother <laughs> Oh my I get god! So we confused. Got, we got some New Jersey heads who are going to be so mad. But okay, what, Wait, but they're your actual story still sisters. Sense. So Dina's ex-husband um, paid for a home invasion. Yeah. On Dina and her new husband. Yeah, and they oh got like the shit kicked out of them. That's awful. Yeah. I always liked Dina. Yeah. Remember she had that cat, Grandma Wrinkles. No. <laughs> she had a hairless cat named Grandma Wrinkle. Oh, that's so cute and um, sweet. She didn't like being on New Jersey. It was too much. I understand. She was like a normal, real person. But she also had a spinoff, a design show spinoff very briefly. She did? Yeah. What was it called? It was called like Design by Dina or something like that. That sounds about right. In this video that I was watching, they mentioned it and it reminded me. Because um, she was like a party planner slash like decorator or yeah. something. So Louie had horrible business though with Dina and her new husband. Is that what was happening? I guess they don't really like get to it's all very vague when dina they talk about go, them. dina didn't go to um the Teresa and Louis wedding even though they're close yeah but i think uh Teresa said that was because dina just didn't want to be on camera right <sighs> i don't know but we, she was mad that she didn't have enough notice whatever the fact Anyways. that we don't know enough about it is because the reunion didn't focus on it enough and right they, they didn't bring that to the forefront right but it's just i get reminded about this stuff just on tiktok and whatever and i'm like there's this huge violent conspiracy that's happening right under the noses of all of these people and we just never get to talk about it shit is going down in jersey i mean that was my <laughs> takeaway there is so much underneath that's going on all these lawsuits and private investigators and beatings danny provenzano <laughs> one of my favorite characters of all time is like in jail for being oh, really? an accomplice to murder or something oh allegedly god. I, I don't know if that's his charge but he's like in jail oh like my god. caroline manzo's um 
what was it? Her father-in-law or something was was killed in a in a mob-related yeah. brutality. Was that's murdered. always been the underbelly? Oh, I forgot to mention that um, the payment for these. I'm not going to call them hitmen, but essentially that attacked Dina. Yeah. Their payment was a discounted wedding at the Brownstone. No way. <laughs> the Brownstone that the Manzo boys run? Yeah. Who offered that to them? Um. Well, I guess. So, yeah, the, well, the Manzo. Well, Caroline and Dina are, are estranged. They hate each other, right? Caroline and Dina? Yeah. Okay. And I think this is part of that this whole situation is caroline implicated in those manzo boys are they implicated in this well i think that the the manzo x must they the manzo family owns the brownstone right so, so that manzo x did you say it was a 25 percent off discount <laughs> it was a, a huge discount so from like what i've heard 65 i'll find it i'll send it to you heather mcdonald did the due diligence Whoa. and wrote like right. a chart Heather, and like went through. Heather, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, okay, so yeah, there there is this. There's so many um, feuds, underlying feuds that we don't even yeah. really see. Like Pizzagate, we don't even hear about it. But it was just this full flop business, right? And Dina and her husband had some, I don't know, potentially flop business. But how, how did that home invasion tie into the current Louis and Teresa drama? Any was there any? Um. There was no tie-in. I don't remember what made me say that, except, <laughs> no, okay. except that, um, just that, there's that a lot of wild Caroline, stuff it's weird that she now says, never mind, uh, Caroline, you are off the hook for that stuff, because I think it was my brother now, even though she's still friends with Dina, who hates Caroline. So right. it's just complicated. Do you think if Teresa went off the show, which I don't want her off the show, because <laughs> I want to see Teresa and Louie navigate next yeah. season, but if they were off the show... The Manzos and the Wahili's would potentially come back because Teresa is the only person stopping the, them from being on camera. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how deep it goes. I know that at least Rosie is um, a Trump, if not QAnon Rosie person. Rosie uh, But I don't know about the other Wahili's, but I think they might be infested. Rosie? <laughs> Rosie's QAnon? Yeah. Did she was she on January sixth? Maybe. <laughs> Rosie. <laughs> you know who was? Uh the guy from Mr. Siggy. Oh. Siggy was at January sixth? Yeah. Soggy Flicker. <laughs> Soggy Flicker was was in the Capitol storming the Capitol yeah. riots? Capitol what are they? Yeah. Insurgency. Yeah. She was Soggy Flicker and Rosie was <laughs> you don't know if Rosie was there, right? Not confirmed. Soggy Flicker was a part of the Capitol insurgency. Soggy like Insurrection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Soggy Flicker, was she indicted? Uh I don't think so, but there were at the time when they were going through everyone's social media, I think she maybe deleted, but she had posted something like on a plane, like, We're going to get our country back. Or She's something. holding a sign and say, I'm gonna storm the Capitol on it. Yeah. And then she was like, the next day, she was like, oh, I think I'm going to delete that photo. <laughs> She's like, I have to delete this picture of me in Nancy Pelosi's yeah. office. <laughs> shit. shit, I shouldn't have posted this on Instagram. Her feet are up on Pelosi's desk. Soggy um, Flicker was there? Yeah. What? So Richie, McKeely, Kathy, you know Rosie's talking about queuing on to Kathy and Richie, right? Yeah. So you, they probably can't be up back on. TBD and maybe I don't know how deep it goes I don't know if it's just Rosie or if the whole family's uh involved but um I really because Kathy always seemed very level-headed to me I, I know 
Oh, but if you've got Richie and Rosie in your ear, Kathy's not standing a chance. QAnon is entering your subconscious. Oh, man, I, I, I really had soft, warm feelings towards Rosie. Like I know, when she was, she was a fired star. Up, when she was getting all fired up behind the curtain when she wanted to beat Teresa up and they couldn't stop her because she was like screaming. You remember? She was like, I'm going to beat her up. I'm going to kill her. If she talks about, was it her father? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, her um, her her dad's brother. Yeah, they're, New Jersey. Is, it goes so deep. New Jersey's so good. People can't call it bad. I mean, yeah. they had a bad season. But <laughs> think about the shit that we just talked about. Yeah. But are you saying that Rosie can't get back on camera? <laughs> she might be too far gone. And Richie, you think is still maybe? I think I remember a photo of them, the two of them wearing like MAGA hats or something. Okay, but that doesn't necessarily mean they took part in the insurrection. Which I'm like, isn't? Where is Richie from? Isn't Lebanon? He, yeah. Am I right? I think so. Whoa. Thank you, my brain. But he's not a Mambo Italiano like everybody else. No, but they, that's his introduction. They're like, he, you know, he he <laughs> identifies as <laughs> yeah. Italian, even though he's Lebanese. And yeah. if he's not Lebanese, I'm so sorry. But I think I think that is where he's from. That sounds right. But, okay. Um, we didn't talk. I don't. Did we get. We didn't talk enough. Are we winding uh, down? I mean, are there any highlights <laughs> got, you want to. We got off topic a little bit. Well, I guess. I mean. Not, I guess, I don't know. We really talked about it. What? Okay, I'll, I'll just, like, since you didn't watch my TikTok, I just want to say my, my thoughts, and then you let me know how you feel about okay. this. So this fired me up in terms of this cast for season 14, how much bad blood and feuds and uh, rivalries are happening, even underneath the surface. It, or surface. it was like the season happened and nothing good was dredged up, but then in the off season, in the four months, mm-hmm. something happened. Mm-hmm. Louis like started shaking the ground and everybody it riled everybody up. So I do want to, I want to see this cast. It's almost like a little mini scandal. It's not, you know, yeah. it's horrible, but I want to see the aftermath of this with these cast members. Yeah. I think Jennifer Aiden is the only weak link where I'm sort of tired of, of seeing her, but I love Bill so much that I, I don't want Bill off the show. So it's kind of a hard place to be in. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, how do you feel about this this cast continuing? I mean, I do feel like um, even though I wasn't blown away by the new additions, I feel like maybe they have more to give moving forward. I'm I like not... Rachel. Yeah. I really like her. Yeah. I, think she, I think this cast needs another level-headed Dolores yeah. type. Yeah. Rachel never, even though she was baited so badly by Danielle, Danielle was like, was the example of the worst type of first season housewife Mm -hmm. where any dramatic moment they try to capitalize on and they go for it and they won't give it up and they don't care any evidence to the contrary. They know they need to like fight for the drama. Right. And I I thought that Rachel and Danielle, Danielle were going to subvert the, where two new cast members come in and they feel like they have to fight each other. Right. Like how like. They just feel like they have to earn their spot by fighting with the other one. At first, they had this good relationship, and then Danielle just like ran with this stupid right. fight. So I feel like Danielle just didn't get a fair shake because I actually yeah. kind of liked her. Like she was fun, she mm-hmm. was funny. She just did the worst job as a first season housewife. Yeah, I feel like it could shake out in the future. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I could deal with a Jen uh, friend of. Do you think that they should, I mean, I don't need her back with a uh, 
well, I always want to say what they're holding, but we've discovered New Jersey doesn't hold anything in their hands. Yeah. But I don't know how else to signify, you know, you get your diamond or your apple or a whatever. Sh- but It's like a, it's just like the shape prosciutto. of... prosciutto. Yeah, a little piece of prosciutto. Gabagool. Yeah, that's what they hold up. Um, But um, why am I blanking on her name? Um, Jackie? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm okay with Jackie, but with her absence, I didn't miss her right. enough. I want Jen Fessler full time. Yeah, Fessler. I think came that's in a good call. Like a wrecking ball. And I think Andy loves her. Fessler killed it. Not only does she have this beautiful connection with James Gandolfini, <laughs> which I love, her mom and her twin sister mom <laughs> aunt, they are iconic. Yeah. So Fessler brought it. Fessler didn't get like didn't try to have a presence of drama to like get the cameras yeah. on her. She was just level headed and well, fun and funny. I have a feeling that she thinks that she will uh, be joining the cast because she got a full-ass facelift and new teeth and everything. Andy said that's the fastest turnaround <laughs> on like the second season glow up that, yeah. that every cast member has. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel good. H- how do you feel, just to end our New Jersey minute, how do you feel about um, the prospects of Joe, Melissa, and, and Teresa? Where, where do you come down on this equation of them? I mean, they should part ways but on the show but i don't know what the right thing to do for the show is because i'm kind of sick of Teresa. but like we were saying before if Teresa could get a little family spinoff and but the thing is with those spinoffs they're always pretty fluffy and i want louie to be like looked into yeah Teresa would have to be like the executive producer of this spinoff it wouldn't be that great right it would be It'd be who Teresa wants to hang out with, which is no pushback. Yeah. Teresa, Jennifer Aiden, her daughters, and Louie. Like, it would just be her universe. Right. There'd be no conflict. Right. So, I, you know, I think Teresa has to stay on the show. I I don't think the fact that her and Melissa hate each other is bad for the show. I think it's actually good. And I'm, I'm personally, I'm not tired of their dynamic. Because okay. I know that ultimately... Joe and Teresa need to reconcile and it's going to happen. I don't think they're going to have this like blood feud forever. So I want to see if it can ever be repaired. Do you think that Louis is going to do something insane and Teresa is going to have to leave him and that she'll be humbled and have to run into the arms of her brother? I would say the odds of that happening (laughs) are 75%. Okay. I, another selfish reason why I want Teresa and Louis to stay on the show is because I know that Louie, unfortunately, is going to implode <laughs> if you just keep the cameras on long enough. His redness is dialing up by the second until yeah. his head just blows off. And I, I I, love Teresa. She is hard to root for. She's one of the biggest, uh, most hypocritical housewives. But I don't want anything bad to happen to her. I want her away from Louie. So I want to watch Louie unravel on his own and hopefully... Teresa can get out of this relationship, which I already see a lot of red flags. I know a yeah. lot of other people see red flags too. And Joe's going to be there for her because Joe is actually a good, dutiful brother, despite what Teresa says. I agree. He's a good guy, right? I love Joe Gorga. I love the boys. John Fuda is a great new addition to the boys. Yeah. Don't want to see Bill go, but hopefully if Jen's a friend of, Bill can still party with the boys. Yeah. He gets so wasted. <laughs> <laughs> they have to just carry Bill around. He's so awesome. I love when they just do shots all the time. Me too. I love Joe Benino too, just how well he fits in with the boys too. They're just such a good group Ugh. of guys. Yeah. 
it's rare to see male friendship like I know. that. It's fun. I know. They're just so essential to New Jersey that I don't think they would want, even if they want Melissa off, I don't think they would want Joe off. Yeah. He's like the no, bridge he's to huge. the boys. I feel like also, um, specifically gay men when they're on Watch What Happens Live, um, the gays are hot for Joe Gorga. Oh, I didn't know that. Like maybe even more than Mauricio. Like he's a house husband favorite. Damn. That's you know? awesome. So yeah, that would be a huge loss. Yeah. Did you, just to, just to put a cap on this, did you see his iconic, beautiful release, the poison tank top when he was in the construction <laughs> I site? I should have looked it up. No. Oh wait, he wore it? They yeah, showed yeah, it? They keep showing <gasps> I didn't flash. notice. Because so Frank jr frankie jr worked for louis right which and then they apparently, like, refused to talk about apparently lou or frankie jr showed up one day and louis like hey business is closed buddy get out of here it, i don't know what, what you do you thought think dolores was so fired up about she doesn't want frankie jr to be used as leverage in the fight between gorga and uh teresa right joe and teresa and melissa so she just wants her son out of it but something shady happened for frank sure. said that louis business just like went under i mean they're they're, they have the worst businesses yeah, in the world. because they're shady. I mean, even I love Joe Gorga, and I'm sorry to say this, but Joe Gorga also sounds like he's a bad businessman. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, no. Right. They're just like wheeling and dealing in these huge sums of cash, but then everything will crash and burn. No contracts, like, all like spit and handshakes. Yeah. You know, and they were kind of acting like it wasn't that big of a deal that they lost a hundred grand or 200 grand on Pizzagate. I'm like, that's a lot. Also, they start too many businesses. Just have yeah. one or two. You don't and need then to have Louis's five. like, I don't need the money. I don't need the money. And I'm like, even Andy Cohen, who's richer than God, would be pissed if he lost 200 grand. Yeah, if he lost his Fresca sponsorship. Yeah, that's like insane. Yeah. Um, so um, it, yeah. I guess ultimately, if you didn't watch New Jersey because you were deterred by the season, the reunions are so amazing. You don't have to watch the season yeah, really just watch to get those. They're amazing. And watch the action packed extended New Jersey. For sure. Yeah. So good. Um but yeah, I think Andy was exhausted by then. He got pissed off so many times. He screamed. He's like, Give me a minute. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> he was mad at Melissa and Teresa like equally. He I know. Like, they were like Teresa was like, You're embarrassing and then Melissa was like, You're embarrassing and Andy was like, You're both embarrassing. Yeah, he was fed up. <laughs> But yeah, it was yeah. great. Should we, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess we spent, you know, 45 minutes talking about New Jersey, but there was a little bit of lover boy sprinkled in there, right? Yeah. So it's good. <laughs> Timing is good. Yeah. Do you think, how much should we get into Orange County? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because. Do people care about Orange County? Do you think that maybe we should just save it for next week when we, when the slate is totally clean? Yes. Maybe. I just, I don't think there's anything like so important. I think you're right. Okay. Okay. Yes. Because. You're, you're right. I mean. I, I this it. was the final week of New Jersey and the final secrets revealed of Vanderpump. Yes. So this is, there's a lot to talk about. And I think maybe we save Orange County for when it's all that we're talking about. It's the main show we have on the yes. air until we have Crappy Lake with Luann and Sonia and New York Housewives. Yes. Yep. So that's a programming message for everyone <laughs> listening. We were going to talk about OC today, but nothing so far in OC has bubbled up enough. We're going to need to talk about it. We have to talk about it, but for sure. not today. We'll just lump in the two first episodes, which are sort of just like getting dip in acquainted the in, the, in the water. We'll recap those very generally and then get into episode three next week. 
we'll talk about we'll do a full OC like because I don't even know your thoughts on OC just generally yeah so let's save OC, OC extravaganza yeah for next okay, week cool. so if you're an OC head get ready next week is the OC episode I'm sorry <laughs> we talked so long about everything we talked about <laughs> but yeah now if we keep that out then we can go into detail about secrets revealed which i thought was great um but the lover boy i'm gonna say my review is that it's making me have to pee again okay so, well it's perfect timing <laughs> every hour we should pee and so i'm gonna let's all listeners this is your time to pee too i don't know what you're doing when you I'm listen to this pee but... out my sparkling um iced tea lemonade so that i can move on oh, you haven't even to started? my mango pear you haven't started it not yet oh my god i'm almost okay. i'm almost <laughs> done with my mango pear this is so fun we're drinking and we're talking about bravo we love it and oc will be next week absolutely and we're back we are back ready to talk about secrets revealed which honestly was more entertaining than it needed to be yes i loved it yes (laughs) yeah the things they leave on the cutting room floor of vanderpump are amazing i mean it's it's yeah i think i feel like there was um we had seen snippets of a lot of these scenes there were only a few that were brand new i feel like yes but i loved every second yeah i loved it too um some of the scenes made me bummed out because of what ultimately happened between sandoval and ariana like and some of the scenes between katie and tom schwartz very very much bummed me out yeah the roller skating scene kind of bummed me out (laughs) so it it was a lot of like sweet moments that would be i guess the season we would have gotten otherwise yes of just kind of a normal more nice version of life and it all went to shit yeah but they were fun and i feel like like any other season of a show would be glad to have scenes like that like they were all great it was just too much to pack in yeah and we, you, you and I watched Secrets Revealed for like season one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, we realized like it was pretty essential. Like yeah. these like canonical moments that you just don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to stop thinking about Secrets Revealed as just like garbage. Like totally. I do want to see more. Like it was awesome. Like the, the Schwartz and Katie scene was so uh, like sad and affecting. I like I was like, I wish they left it in. I know. Um, Because it kind of changed. I don't remember. Did they have anything from that at all or no? It was when the season started, they were living separately. Yeah. They like, they did the like Bubba timeline with Mm -hmm. them and their, their separate confessionals talking about it. But I don't remember one scene of them in their homes. I feel like it started with. Yeah. Because they said that that scene was six weeks before production oh yeah yeah it was so like it was like, i think they were like let's send cameras and just get the last moments that they have this house and then by the time the show started maybe they weren't living there anymore yeah and then it like they just decided like it works better with them like out of the house already yeah but yeah it was very very <laughs> touching and sad yeah i mean we can talk through that whole scene i just want to quote the the lisa opener where she talks about how she can't believe how long this show has been on. And she says, soon it will be called Vanderpump Drools, and I'll be walking in here with a Zimmer frame. 
and they I, had to they show the picture of it's essentially a walker what we call a walker and i was like a zimmer frame and i don't know if this is true but jimmy said that that's a british thing to call it a zimmer frame yeah yeah it was great i mean lisa <laughs> knew exactly what to say it's potentially going to go on so long it's going to be called vanderpump drools vanderpump drools is fucking hilarious vanderpump drools she, did you feel like they had her sort of intro like each segment and she was on fire she was killing it but also that environment lisa kills it because there's a, a lot of workshopping that goes on or, or they she says hey fuck that line i want to say it better <laughs> do you or think she has like bruce Valanche in the corner writing her some lines. quips and stuff <laughs> I, I know that there's some retouching that goes on like there's some there's some writing that happens right but she was serving that lvp joie de vivre that yes. i felt was a little bit missing this year because she seemed a little sad but yeah, she was bummed out i loved her punnery yeah on she, the secrets revealed and i, I love to find out because when she said zimmer frame i was like what the hell is lisa <laughs> talking about but then they show you right there yeah it's what we call knew. a walker yeah <laughs> i, I kind of like zimmer frame more yeah what does that mean did someone named zimmer create the walker yeah i think a Zimmer was the first person to create that type of um, walking apparatus. Okay. Well, I loved that. You don't think it's actually <laughs> going to be called, like in a couple of years, Vanderpump Drools, right? Uh, I'm ready for the spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, it goes to Schwartz and Katie's six weeks before production. They show their house covered in pictures of themselves. Um, there's that whiteboard with the love notes. And there's, if you look closely, Dana has written a little note on there. Lala has written a little note on there. What they so write? It was like stuff about like, I love you, kind of just little doodles. But I'm I love you, if, Schwartz. <laughs> yeah. wonder if uh, that's kind of like when people come over, they sign the whiteboard or something. Yeah. Um, they're in separate bedrooms. Katie says they've been separated for two and a half months um, and they're ordering lunch together. Yeah. Something uh, light. Yeah. Sushi. Which is good. I mean, that's a classic <laughs> light meal. Sounds good. Little, it always ends up being expensive though because <sighs> I can eat so much sushi. Me too. I could go nuts. It's like 150 bucks yeah. if you want to go nuts on sushi. Um, and then Schwartz is saying that he was casually texting with Stassi and that Stassi said... Maybe as a couple, you guys weren't goals, but as divorcees, you guys are fucking goals. <laughs> we got a great Stasi witticism embedded in this scene, which is so great. And I love that they didn't like try to bleep her out or say, you know, like they just admitted Stasi is still yeah. talking to them. That was fun. I mean, it was secrets revealed. So. Right. So we got to, we got a secret. That was nice. Um, and then they have that, it looks like a sunglasses ad, uh, the picture of them together that... I don't know if they modeled together on something or if it was from a Vanderpump photo shoot or what, but it's a stunning image of the two of them that they have to figure out what to do with, which yeah. is, they should auction it off. <sighs> yeah. Should we add that to the memorabilia stuff that we collect? Yeah. Where did the Bubba spray paint art end up? Didn't something happen with oh, that? Oh, yeah. Because Andy was like, I would have taken that or something. Yeah. They were bummed that it went somewhere. <sighs> I, I, I don't know what it's happened iconic. to it. Yeah. Um, and then Schwartz is asking about if she's dating and she's like, do you want to know? And he's like, yeah. And then when she says yes, he immediately gets very upset. Yeah. He says, I wish I wouldn't have asked. And it's Satchel. <laughs> is that who it is? Well, I mean, I, mean, I guess have... the timeline makes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, Kitty doesn't want to say it out loud. Satchel but, strikes again. <laughs> but it's Satchel. <laughs> she doesn't say his name, but it has to be. Right. Um, then he just starts just like quietly weeping with like his head in his hands. And at the same time, Gordo is humping the pillow. Yeah, the, the camera <laughs> angle at that time that he starts crying, his face is fully blocked by but- butter. And then Gordo is humping behind him. So his his crying gets like overshadowed by all this like dog activity. It's pretty funny. But yeah. But, it was but ve- sad. Very sad. And, and Katie and Schwartz's... Uh, their relationship really got short shrift this this season. So seeing this, it's like... I know. It's like seeing that they were for a minute able to be friendly oh, yes. exes. I think I wish they left that in because it actually made Katie more... Um, what's the word? Justifiable. Yeah. She, yeah. More um, sympathetic. Yes. Because you were like, she was sad about it. They were trying to maintain this friendship that then got sullied over the dumbest thing yes yeah you saw that and they talked about it at the start of the season but this yeah this really hit on it where, where it was like they wanted to be best friends and this amicably still have a good relationship katie was on the the road to that schwartz was on the road to that and then yeah. w- the one thing that i guess schwartz feels like he wanted to like test the line of like test this arbitrary condition that he felt was arbitrary for some reason ruined it all. yeah so dumb because he thought that katie was being what overly um dramatic about yeah yeah like overbearing about this one rule so yeah because i think for the most part in their relationship we only see them dumping drinks on each other's heads uh her saying his dick doesn't work um fighting uh pissing each other off you kind of only see the worst um, but obviously there's affection underneath despite their relationship being so toxic. I know. And I'm like, if we got to see that part of it, it would make everything make more sense. Whereas when all you see is the animosity, you're like, why do you even care? Yeah. You know, like move on. But when there's tenderness, you understand. Yes. So I actually thought they should have left that in. That was one of them. And then the next one, they go to the iconic old apartment that started it all and lisa says if those walls could talk he probably wouldn't get his deposit back and then we see (laughs) the apartment and they are absolutely not getting their deposit it was like a david fincher movie in there i was yeah terrified are you talking like seven yeah when they go in the room (laughs) where the one the glutton where the the glutton is living or whatever right that's what it looked like what the hell cockroach and they did. They didn't even comment on. Well, they said the AC was gross, or whatever. But like, but <laughs> that was the AC was covered in like black mold. What was going? What was going on in the bathroom? The bathroom had like shards of glass and paper strewn about it. There was no like sink or toilet. It looked like what the fuck was Jeremy doing in there? Why did he leave it like that? Disgusting. And didn't he know that they were coming with the cameras? I, I just. I was stunned, and also they're not commenting on it. Also, Schwartz, or I mean, Sandoval left all of his stuff there. So his Jeremy was living in a place that's just basically like Sandoval's like home away from home with right. all of his stuff there. I know. Why do they feel the need to keep this apartment in their in their? I bet it's like a dollar a month. Yeah, sure. Yes. So Jeremy, so he's pays like, hey, can I take this? Eight fifty a month. I bet. Or, or, yeah, probably right. Because they. they Rent control, they bought it at a time when that was probably 700 It's a one-bedroom or two-bedroom? I'm not sure. You're right, though. 
it might be two. So keep it. They didn't explain that well, but definitely keep it because it's rent controlled. So he's still, Jeremy's probably paying him 800, whatever the rent is. If you give it to a new renter, it's going to go up to 1500 or 2000, whatever that place is probably worth now. So that makes sense. But why the hell did Jeremy leave it in complete disarray like that? Disgusting. He left his couch there. Ariana was very confused about why he left the couch. Um, Sandoval said that he lived there longer than anywhere he's ever lived, including his childhood home. Which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you probably moved around a lot as a child, and he lived there for 10 years or 15 years. Yeah, I mean, the Jack's curtain room was in that apartment. I really liked seeing, <laughs> whenever they talked about the curtain in the room, I always had a hard time visualizing where it was. It was just, just the middle of the living room. Yes, it was. so he had the AC unit side. So the couch was there, the ACs in the back, and then that was... Jax's little segment there. So insane. But I, I liked finally being able to visualize. That was yeah. Jax's room. It was nice to get to see it one more time. Um, Schwartz comes over and he said that when he parked, he got PTSD. Totally can relate <laughs> to that. Um, Probably parking is horrendous. Yeah. Uh, they show the disgusting AC and Schwartz is like, let's test it again to see if the microwave and the AC can go at once. And they roll the clip that they always roll Yes, um, of the AC going out or the electricity going out. And then they roll after that, talking about all the memories, they roll another, the clip they've shown literally 14 <laughs> times this season, uh, the golden nugget clip, which yes. it's like my favorite. But at this point I'm like, I don't need to see it again. Yes. They- now I can't believe is the new clip yeah, that they exactly. are running into the goddamn ground. <laughs> Which but... I will never be tired of. <laughs> You're going to say that <laughs> in two seasons. You'll be like, wait, please stop showing this. But the golden nugget, this is the fifth time. Literally. This season. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. I'm like, let's uh, reserve the sanctity of that clip so that I can still enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, let that be fresh again. Yeah. Um, they find a beer bong in the cabinet which I, yeah. and I love that Ariana knew exactly. She was like, this is the one from Hawaii. Yeah. It was amazing. I mean, this scene, <laughs> I, I was, I was fired up. I was like, why does this place look like shit? I can't believe they're all there. I can't believe they're saying goodbye to the apartment. It was so nostalgic. It was fun. And then them pulling out a beer bong. I was just like, God damn, this scene is awesome. <laughs> yeah. They go, uh, Sandoval is like, Ariana, do you want to do a beer bong? She goes, hell no. And then, uh, Schwartz is like, I mean, I don't want to do it, but I have to. <laughs> yeah. So he he rips a, a beer bong. Yeah. Ariana holds it up for him. He does the final beer bong in, in that apartment, apartment yeah. which I thought was very beautiful. Beer and bong I'm, is so legacy to the show. What? The beer bong. Oh, Just yes. in general. When Lisa does it, remember, yeah. and she starts burping yeah. like crazy at the end of that one season. It was good that he washed out that beer bong for a second. Yeah. Disgusting. Probably so sticky and nasty. You watched the you watched the pumped up version, right? Yes, because this next scene, I'm gonna say right now, I fully cried. You did? I cried. Oh my god! Yeah, I was. I'm like, sorry, you guys. I'm a cuck for Schwartz. When he cries, I cry. No, I, I mean, I screamed because yeah, that I knew for a fact that this wasn't in the regular episode. Usually, I have a little bit of a hard time deciphering me too what's on the pumped up, but I was like, they pull out of the box. The Katie and Tom wedding invite tea towel. Yep. I screamed. It's like one of the most important relics of the show. Yeah. It I, should I be in the BravoCon museum. I can't believe it was there. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe it, it, it was so nostalgic. <laughs> Literally artifacts from their past. A beer bong, a sacred beer bong, and a sacred <laughs> tea towel. It just happened to be Those there. Those things were like 18 bucks a piece. Yeah. You remember? 
<laughs> so dumb. And what does it say on it? Schwartz and Maloney wedding. Uh, it's like wedding in the woods or something like that. And then doesn't someone call it like a, sorry, excuse my French, a cum rag? Yeah. People have been want to say that that's what. <laughs> I think maybe who called it that? I forget. Um, But it's iconic. Um, I would love to have a party that had a tea towel invite as an homage. Yeah. Um, But he gets so upset. He looks at it and he's like, starts crying. And there, he's like, "It's okay." And then he fully, basically starts weeping. And they give him a group hug. Yeah. And it's so sad. I mean, yeah, those two scenes, like. Uh, we're are so integral to the divorce story yeah like i don't uh, we we know schwartz is in a bad place at the start of the season because he's like i don't know yeah he's fucked disheveled. up disheveled fucked up. But, but yeah they don't make it very clear that he's like really struggling no. specifically like those two scenes really really yeah we're we're i guess you know, powerful to watch in terms of seeing how the divorce has affected both of them. I mean, I knew the divorce had affected Katie, but seeing him cry over that tea towel, legitimate real tears was just so heartbreaking. Totally. I know. I loved it. Um, Very sweet. It had everything that scene. The AC looking like shit. It was horrific looking inside. The microwave short circuit thing, which I guess Jeremy fixed. That's yeah, one maybe nice the thing. building had to be brought up to code. Right. But like, we can't let that happen anymore. Like, that scene was like an encapsulation of everything that Vanderpump Rules is. And even wilder is that the Sandoval and Ariana like relationship, like what we know now about that too. It's like, yeah. Ariana was so happy to say goodbye to that apartment. She didn't give one shit about it. She <laughs> yeah. didn't even want to say goodbye. Yeah. She was just like, okay, let's get out of She's here. Like, it's nasty. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was incredible. Incredible. Like jaw dropping. <laughs> I was so shocked to be back there. I was so shocked to see that it still remained in the Vanderpump rules. Yeah. Ether. I think it should be honored as a historical place in West Hollywood, it, the way that like the Charlie Chaplin apartments are and stuff like that. There well, should yeah. be a, a placard on the outside. What would they call it? Like the Sandoval apartment? Like, yeah. Because uh, it had so many people. Jack, yeah. Schwartz, Kristen, Ariana, Jeremy. It's like, it is like the apartment. <laughs> totally. It's like the friend's apartment at this yeah. point. It's just the Vanderpump Rules apartment. I don't know. Yeah, but you're right. It should be a historical site for sure. We should do a drive-by next time we're over there. And then knock on the door. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm assuming now they're, I hope to God, going to fix it up for whoever lives there next. Yeah. So those two scenes, like, we're already, it's like, damn, hitting us with those two powerful scenes. You guys didn't want to include that. Schwartz and Katie, home life, a sad, sad home life where their relationship is over. And then this apartment, nostalgic look. I was like, damn, Secrets Revealed is killing it. You have to watch this. For sure. Um, also, I was just reminded when I said that, that your wife, Megan, uh, noted that apparently there is a TikTok of people who live in that apartment now. And I need to look that up uh, tonight because I need to see for myself. I don't. Th- I, I heard that they didn't clean it up and they left Jeremy's mess there. <laughs> They're just using the couch he left <laughs> and the bed frame that Sandoval left. I do have, I'll just say, I have one question for Jeremy. Jeremy, what the hell were you doing in that apartment that you left it like that? cockroaches stomped (laughs) into the ground like it looked horrible in there well did you also notice that when they showed that jeremy lives there they used that billy lee clip because he had stuff with billy lee there was was, drama wasn't there he was start like billy and jeremy started to form a little bit of a romance jeremy was into billy lee and billy lee liked jeremy 
Stassi and Katie told Billy Lee, be careful of Jeremy. Right. We think he's a little bit of a creep. Yeah. Stassi says definitively, at the wedding, Katie and Tom's yeah. wedding, Jeremy hit on her a little too aggressively yeah. and drunkenly. Made her feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And she was like the fifth person he did that to that night. Yeah. Now, Ariana... She was pissed about ...absolutely that. hates that story. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, in our, you know, I, I have to agree with Stassi that if she felt uncomfortable by how Jeremy was acting, um, she's in the right. Yeah. But Ariana was, she's defensive about her brother, which I understand. And maybe he was so drunk or whatever. Uh-huh. But anyway, yeah, they show, they show that clip and that, that was it. But I don't think the relationship lasted past that because Billy Lee, I think, felt uncomfortable by that revelation uh-huh. about Jeremy, right. unfortunately. And then she got kind of mad at Stassi and Katie and went to the reunion and said that that's never something you should say to someone before they go on a date. But in Stassi and Katie's defense, they were warning you that this guy might be a creep. It's exactly <laughs> right. what you should do. Yeah. Billy Lee's storylines were often a flop, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, she <laughs> flopped about as hard as you can <laughs> flop on Vanderpump Rules. Every decision she made was bad. Yeah. She played her cards wrong. Every card she was dealt, she said, let me throw that back at you and I'll take a really bad card. Yeah. Hit, me. <laughs> Hit me. Hit me again. <laughs> Hit me again. Uh, bust. Yeah. Complete bust. Um, okay. So now we're on to a bizarre... Uh, now, where are we at? This is oh, Peter... Bizarre. At Almost getting the the realm of produced, where right. I don't understand what is going on here. It's very confusing, but in a very real way, he seemed disheveled and angry, <laughs> which Peter usually is pretty chill yeah. and kind of like letting the water run off his back, but he looked <laughs> like something horrible had happened. So he goes up to... He goes up to James, right, at CNX Tuesday, and he goes, hey, do you tell your little mommy everything about what goes on at Sir, uh, right? Because James had told Lisa that Raquel and Peter have started to date. Whatever. I mean, I honestly, how yeah. much stock are we taking in this? Peter right. asked Raquel on a date. Peter said that he didn't even know Raquel was coming back to Sir, so right. the timeline didn't even make sense. He he probably asked Raquel on a date, not thinking she was going to be his employee, and then filming starts, and she's his employee, so he's like, whoa, wait, wait this is starting to right, look bad. Like, right. the timeline's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, James is like, first of all, uh, chill the fuck out. Like, don't come yeah. at me, like, so aggressive. Yeah. He goes, don't come up to me at my booth and disrespect me. Peter's like, all right, all right. And this is when James is saying, she's not even that into you, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I've got my own relationship. I don't give a shit about what you're doing, whatever. Peter's just all like disgruntled and pissed. It's so weird. Um, He's embarrassed. I mean, Peter has a history of looking really embarrassed on camera. Yeah. Especially when he's like hitting on people. Right. The Dana, uh, scene comes to mind oh my God, do you I remember it out dana just just fully dismissed his existence when he said that they made out in that bathroom and dana just says that didn't happen and peter's like yes it did but then he has to be <laughs> the guy who's just saying that kissing happened when someone says that they don't want to admit to it it's so uh, yeah peter just gets embarrassed on yeah camera. that's unfortunately that is his <sighs> Yeah, and then he finally he it's not even resolved. He just like leaves, and then James is at the DJ booth, and he goes across the galaxy. <laughs> he just which, starts singing. Which he didn't play that beautiful song at See You Next Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I love that song. Um, so then, uh, Peter immediately runs into Raquel in the back, 
and he forces her to talk in Sir Alley, which she goes, has more chairs than ever before. Yeah. It, it looks uh, like they've multiplied. <laughs> there was at least a thousand chairs. You know my you know my opinion. <laughs> Sir should not be allowed to put all of their garbage out in the alley, a public alley where people can park. It looked like chaos out there. What? Once and for all, what do they have the chairs out there for? Because they, they have too many do chairs. Do they spray them down? Well, first of all, yeah, they spray them down for lice. And when people um, shit and piss on those chairs, you know how people are always uh, shitting at Sir, like from uh, the food. They they take them out. They hose them off. Whoever has to hose them off. They have lice retardant uh, spray that they put on it. And um, what else? Bed bugs. Lisa's not going to like this. Lisa, forgive me. I'm telling you what, Sir Alley looked like Sandoval's apartment once Jeremy gets done living in it. It's right. It look so now. Can you defend (laughs) Sir putting all their garbage out there in Alley? You you're pretty dismissive of my thoughts that they shouldn't be allowed to put their garbage out there. You think it's a fire hazard? It just looks horrible. Your restaurant garbage should not be in view of a street. We don't. We shouldn't have to see these bed bug written uh, chairs outside in Sir Alley. There were so many. It, I don't think Lisa wanted that scene to be aired on the real season because it makes them look like they just have their garbage strewn out. All yeah, Australia has never looked like it that. It looks like um, some like a genie had um, a wish gone wrong, and they wanted to turn something into a million gold coins and then there was a fluke and it turned into a million dirty chairs exactly right (laughs) that's exactly what i was thinking peter got a genie and he wished for one chair that was clean but unfortunately you know with a genie that all wishes have repercussions so instead of one clean chair they said a hundred dirty chairs is the equivalent of one clean chair. It's like 10,000 dirty chairs when all you need is a clean chair. You're, you're right. I, oh, Man, it was exactly those two things. It was the Alanis Morissette song, ironic, and it was also Peter's Wish Gone Wrong. So anyway. This episode is going to be called Peter's Wish. Yeah, I like that. Oh, man. It was Peter's Wish. Yeah, for sure. Um, So he says he comes hat in hand, kind of, but he's being very weird. And he goes, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember a word you said. Do you believe that? No. But look... why would he want her to say it again? Did he think that it would change? <laughs> I'm going to say something controversial. Go ahead. Controversial. You said something controversial. The way Raquel acts when Peter <laughs> makes her tell him again. She has to break up with him twice. She goes, oh, no, I have to break up with you again. It was already hard for her to say it the first time. Yeah. She's so meek and yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. like to say stuff. So her, she goes, you can see it in her eyes. She goes, no, you I really. Mean, that's a nightmare, too. It's a nightmare. To just get through that yes. kind of a scenario yes. and then be asked to do it again. It, yeah, and especially hard for Raquel. It was yeah. kind of endearing. Well, I don't know if she's not endearing, but whatever. It was kind of endearing to watch her be like, no, I really have to tell you again why I want to break up with you. But yeah. why Why did he need this done again? You think he couldn't hear? He goes, I agree. <sighs> they, they, show, they show his response originally. And she goes, do you agree with everything I said? He goes, I agree. Right. And then they show him head down at the bar. And James goes, it looks like Peter's crying. But why didn't he just move on right. and just not text her again? And it would have just died on the vine. I think he felt, I think he felt um, ego totally, ridden, And he didn't want, he, he heard that thing about how Raquel didn't want to break his <laughs> yeah. heart. And he was like, sweetheart. He was basically like, no, sweetheart, no offense. You're not going to break my heart. And she goes, okay, good. 
She's like, sounds good. Yeah, can we go back inside? He's like, Lisa's on my case about dating an employee. And she goes, well, you should have thought of that before asking me out. And he that, like you said, he said, I didn't think you were coming back. Yeah. Uh, so, so he thought he was in the clear so Peter, ethically. Yeah. So Peter wanted this to be a win. But unfortunately, it was another classic Peter L. <laughs> it's so depressing. Uh, yeah. Peter, come on. He just had his 40th birthday. <gasps> Who was there? Well, so I follow this wonderful TikTok account um, hosted by this person named Christina. And she goes live a lot. Mm-hmm. And apparently she had a live stream and Peter got invited to it. And Peter was just about to like go out on the town for his 40th birthday. But he had this pre-celebration in his living room on this live stream. Mm. It was kind of fun. How does his apartment look? Wow, <laughs> uh, you did a full Tony the Tiger. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, it looked like uh, Jeremy's apartment, but no, it was actually clean, okay. bright, fun. It looked like he had a good, nice good. place, I maybe hope. a house even. I don't wow, know. I mean, I hope that he is doing well. You know, <laughs> yeah, you wish, you wish uh, Peter well. Yeah, yeah, me too. Of course. <laughs> Um, okay, now we are at La Mesa that we were talking about earlier. Charlie's new employer. Wait, we were talking about La Mesa earlier? <laughs> two hours ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally over two hours ago. Which, looks, um, to me, looks awesome. Yeah. Fuego margaritas. Mm-hmm. Spi- that's a spicy margarita. Yeah. I think that sounds so Yeah, they fun. had entertainment. Uh, it looked crazy. Um, and this is sort of a rehashing of the uh, Sheena versus Katie storyline, yeah. which is a little bit boring just now that it's moot, you know? Um, but uh, Lala says uh, that uh, Katie has her laser beam on the wrong bitch and then looks at Raquel and goes, sorry, yeah. um, which is kind of funny. And I, even I, yeah, Raquel like is like, yeah, I get it. I I don't get why she's not more mad at me. I, whatever. Yeah, and Ariana's like, Sheena, you're taking the brunt of this full thing. But they yeah. still have this nice dinner together. Yeah. Uh, Sheena makes a comment because Katie shows up in this sort of tie front dress. And Sheena goes, glad I didn't wear that. I have the same outfit. And she's kind of trying to talk shit to Ariana, which I would say one of the through lines of the secrets revealed and in general is people trying to be snarky to ariana and her not participating her yeah she's just like oh wow oh no her vibe is i like everyone (laughs) yeah and i'm not i'm not in any feud with anyone uh and then charlie talks some shit about raquel who's two people down from her in the booth and she she uh accuses raquel of being a cardboard yeah so she meant cardboard cutout (laughs) but she just you know, I, I don't know, quicker. She just said cardboard. Like but, flat Stanley. But why is Char... Who's that? <laughs> it's, isn't there a children's book called Flat Stanley? And then in elementary school, you would cut out a flat Stanley and then send him to places and take a photo with flat Stanley. Oh, that's so amazing. <laughs> I don't know that reference, um, but I'll definitely look it up after this. Well, di- he's a cardboard. So I think Charlie was just saying that Raquel doesn't offer much and she's only a recipient of information she says that once sheena put it in her head that she has to go after schwartz it just became raquel's mission right like a cardboard (laughs) why was charlie being so rude to raquel this is the era where charlie and raquel are friends yeah it was i feel like even katie was like looking around like oh uh she's right there (laughs) yeah you talk shit about raquel like that uh but i guess Charlie would say that to her face 
generally you know she says what she means and she means what she says that's the i would say the good part about yeah. charlie is that if you said i heard you said this she'd be like yeah i did yeah you know yeah she wouldn't backtrack yeah it was great like charlie charlie was great in the scene like she was fine if yeah. i was raquel i would be offended to be called a cardboard <laughs> if i ever heard a friend just say that riley's kind of like a cardboard cutout i'd be so embarrassed and mad at them yeah unless you identified as a cardboard cutout right i mean i think raquel would just probably be confused and move on yeah she would say yeah what the hell are you talking about <laughs> um and then they start talking about sex in major detail about uh how they get off and ariana boldly reveals that she can only orgasm anally yeah yeah it was amazing to <laughs> learn it, it was just lala was even shocked I, yeah it was just i was fine with it it was like fun <laughs> sex talk it was yeah. um sex well, in the city vibes total it reminded me of being in a classic sex in the city episode so uh lala was like i need a rub-a-dub-dub i can't get off you heard that i can't get off from just uh normal penetration i don't i don't remember who else is in this conversation with them sheena lala and ariana they're having their own Mm -hmm. like sex conversation yeah i don't think sheena indulges much in her pleasure but then ariana says i don't i can't get off from just normal penetration unless we're talking about does she say she goes like back door uh uh-uh like she kind of just points to like lifts up her butt a little bit. And then in her confessional, she said that at a club, all the losers go through the front door and the back door is where all the chic celebrities go in. So she was saying that it's chic. That was kind of a fun way to say it. <laughs> what did you? I was surprised. Yeah. What did you think about that? It was funny. I was, um, it's funny that Lala was a little bit. She wasn't clutching her pearls. I think maybe she was just shocked that Ariana said it. Yeah, her monocle um, did fall off. I think so too. But Lala, as we've discussed before, is a little bit all talk when it comes to sex because it turns out that she had hasn't had sex in like five years until the dawn. <sighs> <laughs> and then when the dawn came to town... He absolutely destroyed. Havasu will never be the same. Dude, every the sea levels about, rose. <laughs> talk about not getting your deposit back. That room was flooded after Lala and the Don got done. Yeah, I, I like. I just thought that was a fun. Like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what stock I take in that. It was just. It was nice to see Ariana be just. I, I guess you know, open about her how she gets right. off. I don't Which know. Which I'm also like uh, Sandoval. Uh, you should be think counting your stars. What is that the phrase? <laughs> Count your lucky stars. <laughs> because it's kind of like a trope of, I think this is kind of, at least in entertainment, it's definitely a trope. there's a trope that guys are begging their wife or girlfriend to let them do it in the butt, yeah. which I don't, <laughs> I don't need to get into that with you, but I'm just saying, uh, Sandoval should be so lucky. He should be counting his lucky stars. <laughs> <laughs> Ariana wants the exclusive club access to be for him. And yeah, like he had a girlfriend. He shared a home with a girlfriend that wanted to do that. Yeah. And he should have appreciated yeah, that. Any comments I have about this, I feel like will be too revealing for <laughs> myself. But I'll just say it is definitely, like you said, a cliche in yeah. men's, in the men's sexual journey that getting to that 
butt or having yeah. yeah that kind of sex is amazing or whatever and just in the oc i was just watching the oc and set uh shane yeah. says it about emily he was like oh my god i hope <laughs> you let me have sex with you in your butt <laughs> and it's just so yeah sandoval yeah. like you said <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what he had so he must have saying. known that though right I hope, so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope i mean that maybe scene, he wasn't paying attention yeah that scene was great it was a little unstructured and it was a little too much chaos and they didn't know what the goal of the scene was yeah. it was like sex talk it was yeah charlie and raquel but i liked it that was yeah. just a free-flowing fun la mesa trip i really enjoyed that yeah it was fun yeah just fun to be with everybody yeah okay so, oh also hold on one second uh, yeah also charlie another pumped up version thing she goes have a suit like have a suit is fucking white trash it is complete white trash garbage i was like god damn charlie like like you think like have a suit people want to watch that on vanderpump rules you talking about their yeah what city is i mean it- god damn well, you, oh. <laughs> i'm i won't de- agree or disagree I, the, I can't believe <laughs> she said that but don and vicky go to lake havasu i thought it was awesome but they're trashy don is don gunvalson i mean i love don but that scene i mean when they go there the things that are happening there you were like this is a little bit <laughs> come on all right okay but so uh, actually i I'm fine with Charlie being outspoken. Like, yeah. we need outspoken Charlie. So, I don't know. That was kind of fun. Yeah. But it's I, just, get... I think Havasu is like dirt bike culture. Okay. If you know what I mean. Dirt bike culture. <laughs> like, not dirt... fox racing. Okay. Like, that kind of a thing. Oh, you mean like that logo where it's the fox? Yeah. Okay. Do you know those kind of people I'm talking about? <laughs> sure. Those Sometimes dirt... there's overlap with like <laughs> Nazis is all I'm saying. <laughs> But then they end up going there. That's where she met the Dawn. I know. But like then they went to that weird bar. Yeah, the bar was not the vibe. Anyways. So you, okay. Maybe right. we should go to Havasu and see for ourselves. I mean, I definitely want to go to Lake Havasu. That looks kind of fun to me. Then we go to, do we go to Tom and Ariana's home? Yes, after? which this is the first major, major woven into the Scandival moment. Yes. I was hooting and hollering. Um, when did you start to hoot? <laughs> well, immediately because he, uh, Sandoval is making bubble lattes or what is it called? Dumpling lattes. And he goes, sorry, I missed you last night, but it was a bit of a guy's night, which we know to be the very beginning or right. Yeah. Or that's what they claim. Uh, now I'm all confused. My, no, no, no. Seriously. My question is this timeline is so fucked up. They so they show the cl- they they go they go hey just so you all know the producers or whatever editor said this is the saddle this is after the intimate saddle ranch conversation where people got that footage of them having a very almost too intimate conversation after guys at the Mondrian. I think we know now because he admitted it to Ariana but not to the viewers that they went home had sex in the car and that's the night when he tried to come in it was that yeah, night he right. tried to get in the house so he was locked that in. morning when this is happening this scene is happening mere hours after he has fucked raquel yes to our knowledge if we're wrong strike us down but that's what i thought i thought so too yeah i I think he tried to make the timeline which we know he's a liar he tried to make this timeline so nebulous that you have no fucking clue when it happened it happened this night after mondrian guys night he tried to obfuscate it right this is it which i mean the star-crossed look is still fresh in his eyes because when Raquel comes over all throughout this hangout 
he's literally gazing at her. Yes. So in love or whatever. Every, yeah, everything they say is so, uh, you need to look at it, decipher it, because their their interaction is completely, like, uncomfortable. Like, yeah. r- like they know what they just did. It just looks so interesting in it's hindsight. It's over the top. Like, she comes in, first of all, she brings flowers, presumably for Charlotte, yes. because of Charlotte. Yes. Um, and so I'm like, I bet partially she brought those because she feels guilty about what she did. Yeah. Sandoval goes, it's been so long since I've seen you. I don't even recognize you anymore. And they're kind of goofing laying, around. Laying it on too thick. Yeah. That joke is 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 happening too too much. It's like, yeah, he needs to chill. Yeah. Um, Charlie, I think this was maybe Secrets Revealed only. Charlie says Charlotte was her first friend in the group because she didn't know anyone. So she would just hang out with Charlotte in the corner, which I thought was so sweet. I thought that was really sweet too. That was... Ugh. That was a genuine, nice, powerful moment from Charlie. Yeah. Really sweet. And I, I totally believe it. When totally. everyone is like in scenes running around, no one is talking to Charlie. Like that is so sweet that she had Charlotte to yeah. comfort her. I like when certain people, I think this group is pretty good because they all have dogs for the most part at like understanding how serious and fucked up and sad it is to lose a dog. Yeah. Charlie says, I don't know how Ariana is doing it right now. Yeah. So, cause it puts it in perspective. Cause I feel like then it happened with her, with Ariana's grandma. So then I'm like, does that trump the dog? But your dog is your best friend, but she was close with her grandma. So it was them being back to back was so terrible. Yeah. Both equally horrible. Yeah. Uh, and then they sit down to have some Jersey mics. Raquel gets a tuna mayo. Oh, I wrote that down. Really? Yeah, I, I, I was surprised to see Jersey Mike's. Ugh, I love Jersey Mike's. You do? Wow, I it's don't have a good so affinity for... good. Okay, wow. I, I need recommend to have... it. Wow, okay. Um, I don't really get the tuna. Uh, I usually just get the veggie, but um, maybe I'll revisit. <laughs> sure, when? <laughs> Anytime. Whoa, oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sandoval's gazing lovingly at Raquel. This is when Raquel is talking about what she said to Lala, sticking up to Lala, saying, yeah. uh, I don't trust you around my man. Uh, Sandoval is kind of like, huh. <laughs> Imagine Ariana also just having to listen to this bullshit story in, in the wake of her dog's death. Yeah. Two, two days after Charlotte dies. And you have to hear this stupid, <laughs> stupid drama with yeah. Raquel about Lala uh, and who can kiss Oliver first. Right. But she's like so clueless to the what's going on. She's just being nice and supportive and listening. Yes. And just being like, oh, girl, no, you didn't. Like just kind of laughing about what's going on. Sandoval looks a little bit <laughs> like. No, because Raquel specifically says, Lala said, I wouldn't trust you around my man. Yeah. And Raquel says, good thing you don't have a man, her iconic comeback. Yes. And Sandoval, instead of like, if he was in a normal mood and just pro-rock team Raquel, but not had not just fucked her, he would have been like, oh my God, amazing. Yeah. That was that was the <laughs> coolest thing he could have ever said, but he doesn't say anything because no, it's like, so grunts. awkward. Yes. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. He's like shifting in his seat. Yes. Um, Charlie starts to rail on Lala, which I kind of love because again, she's the only one who will do it. She goes, <laughs> She's just mad because she fucked the wrong guy for money and didn't even get a house out of it. And I was like, and then Ariana actually does talk a little bit of shit about Ariana and her confessional. And she said, if Lala was offended by that comment, 
that Raquel said, then she definitely can dish it but can't take it. Yeah. Which is true because I'm like, they were so shocked that Raquel said that. And I understand it's shocking because she's the one that said it and she never usually says anything. Yes. So it is shocking coming from her. Um, but that's such a benign... I mean, compared to the shit that Lala no, no, no. says, it's like not a big deal. Also, that's not ra- what Raquel... I-, I don't think that's what Raquel meant. I think that's just the way the words came out <laughs> in her brain. And she didn't think that sounded as bad as it actually did. Right. I think it was just a dumb, drunken comeback. Right. Um, um, and then there's like a one minute long Sandoval talking shit on Lala, saying she doesn't have a leg to stand on. She sucked dick for Range Rovers, whatever. Which, uh, you know, obviously, in retrospect, now is not even fun to watch because you're like, whatever. Did you like when they showed that clip of when Lala says she's sucking uh, dick for a lot more than a Range Rover? That voice she <laughs> in uses? In her uh, black scent. Was that what that was? <laughs> she goes, I'm sucking dick for more than a Range Rover. And you're like, can you please relax? I swear to God. Thank God she's dialed that down because yeah, Lala, it was really bad. Lala, please. <laughs> So she used to be every word out of her mouth was like that. Her Aquafina voice. Yes. What I'm learning from (laughs) this conversation is that Charlie was actually, I underrated Charlie's presence. She actually had a lot of good moments. Yeah. She was bringing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she really ended up just in the cutting room floor of Secrets Revealed. But we should go to La Mesa and see if Charlie still works (gasps) there. Yeah. Did you see? We didn't mention what her uniform is at La Mesa. It's even crazier than the Sir uniform. It was awesome. Right? (laughs) Wasn't it a big, like, X marks the spot over... What what kind of outfit was that? It was, like, the skankiest club outfit. I can't believe it's even legal to make someone wear that. Maybe they let them choose. Yeah. Maybe they say, you dress however you want to dress here. And Charlie <laughs> but we highly that. encourage you this to wear half nude. Did you have any uh, urge to want to go to La Mesa? I'd go. Okay. Please. <laughs> it looks so fun. Um, then it cuts to Lisa. They ask uh, Lisa what she would think if it turned out her husband was having an affair Ten. and he took her roller skating. <laughs> and she said, I'd have his balls crystallized and wear them as earrings is what I'd do. Kind of a Stassi quote. <laughs> totally. She was like, she was, she was feeling Getting her, creative. Yeah, Stassi energy. I've never heard her talk like that about <laughs> what she would do to like Ken's balls. Yeah. Um, so now we're at the roller skating scene, which unfortunately was very sweet and made me sad and backed up what Ariana was saying about that. Actually, to her eye, they were in a pretty good place and trying to make it work because that scene... They were, there was no tension there at all. They were having a good time together and they were like kissing and loving and nice. And I'm like, Sandoval, where's this on your version of history where you said that you guys were living separate lives and hated each other and there wasn't a drop of blood left in your relationship? True. It, it fully uh, goes against Sandoval's case for what he said was happening in their relationship. A little bit, though, this scene seemed sort of contrived uh, oh, to certainly. me. To just, just uh, the way Sandoval, Sandoval was very actory in this scene. The things he was saying about Ariana, he was like, you're the perfect <laughs> dose of hot and cute or whatever. Or, like, And then he was like, you look really hot today. And she's like, thanks. And he's like, like, you're really sweaty. <laughs> oh, just kidding. <laughs> also, he was being really performative. Even the falling and stuff. I that was, was like, hard to watch. You're, he, he's, it's just the equivalent of him dancing in front of the camera. It was just yeah. another way to like have <laughs> camera time on him. I thought, I thought 
it was misleading to Ariana to take her on that date, obviously, and say all those things to her because Ariana is reading this as this is a real relationship. But I sensed Tom Sandoval being really performative and overly uh, cute right. with Ariana. He also lies about his age, which yep. I've never, never did I think that Tom Sandoval <laughs> actually lies about his age and says specifically he's younger than he is. But what do you think she thought about that? Cause she makes fun of him, not about the age thing, but he goes, I'm They're saying that they're ch- children at heart. They love roller skating. And he goes, I'm a 39 year old boy. And Ariana's like, ew, gross. Or like weird. Like, why are we weird? I mean, yeah, obviously it's weird to hear your significant other say they're a little boy. <laughs> it just, yeah, I mean, and but so, she, but do you think she immediately clocked like you're so pathetic that you lie about your age, or do you think she's also convinced that no, she knows, right? No, so, so Ariana is so ride or die and loyal for Sandoval that even though he says, "Oh, she thinks I'm so annoying," which, goddamn man, you are being annoying. You have been annoying. Uh, she is so loyal to him that yeah. she'll let him lie about his goddamn age to people because he's vain. Yeah. He doesn't want to be 40. Right. So think about all the things that, that Ariana actually did keep in this this locked up chest to keep Sandoval happy. And we only saw her getting annoyed with him when he was so annoying. But imagine all the little things that she is just putting up with from right. him. Lying about your age is pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, I always say I'm 33, <laughs> but it's bad to tell other people that. <laughs> I love that he also had such a uh, opinion about what skates they gave him. Like oh, he was like, you- "Do you have any skates that are taller?" He wanted to be taller, or, or did he mean like higher? I don't know. And then they go, he goes, "Do you have white ones?" And then they're like, "We have Hello Kitty." roller skates and he's like oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah no remember we found out he wears lifts from the first season yeah it's revealed right i know i was like is that what he was talking about he wanted to be taller so not only is tom sandoval 41 going on 42 but he's also two inches uh shorter <laughs> than whenever you see him yeah um so you know whatever it shows him skating i thought my feelings were even though this certainly was a very produced scene you know She's still, my takeaway was even though he was falling and being so dramatic and and extra and embarrassing, basically, she accepted that and still found him charming no matter what. Um, So I was like, you really threw it all away. Like she was, like you said, ride or die for you. She found it endearing, even though everyone else on earth would think that you're being so annoying. Um, and then they sit down, and this is the real cringy part. They start talking about how no one trusts Raquel, yeah. and uh, Ariana saying, "I love her so much," and that um, it's unfortunate that all these other people don't have a friendship family like they do with yeah. uh, Raquel. And then they also men- mentioned Jesse, yeah, um, as part of that mix, who was working at Sir the I other know. night, so I he know. just actually still works there for sure, low key. Um, and Tom's like, it's such a transparent love that we have. It's like, oh God, that really, again, there's so many little moments that I'm like, that would have been great to leave in to just crystallize what a betrayal it was because they actively talk about that they're family with these people. Yeah. And then Ariana, I think, doesn't she restate just how much she loves Raquel and how much she'll ride for her? It's so sad. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing is Schwartz's what, what, date. What do you think? 
Just generally. How what old is that girl? She looked 20. So I don't, I don't, I don't ever want to comment on people's ages because I don't know what the hell age people are, but she, I don't know why. And I guess I'm, I don't know if it's being ageist against Schwartz, but they <laughs> looked, they looked like they shouldn't be on a date together. Because I, I, we thought, I, when I saw that coming up, I thought it was possibly someone, who, an employee that he works with, that he was like sitting down for like a work talk or something. I had no idea that was an actual date. I mean, I feel like there's no way she was older than 25. She, I mean, yeah, I don't know. She looked very young, and t- Schwartz doesn't look old, but th- it was just kind of jarring, yeah. I guess, to see them. I, it, it would be jarring no matter what, because yeah. Schwartz was on a date. Yeah, he said they met on Hinge. And then they show a Yeasty Boys clip, where yeah. after that, Sandoval's starting to lay the breadcrumbs for how he's, how awful things are with Ariana. We find out that they also talked about Schwartz's dating life, and he's on Hinge. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, the first red flag off the bat of their dynamic is that she orders a water to start and he orders a shot of tequila and a beer to start fully fully different <laughs> wavelengths for what was going to happen on that day yeah and then she goes i'll have the same and i'm like whoa you went from a water to a shot and a beer like, I know. was she not gonna drink yeah starting off with a water is such a like bummer vibe in my opinion because well, water is just assumed like people like to drink i don't i don't drink waters at restaurants but it, it's just assumed that you get a water well sure <laughs> yeah yeah so she was like i'm just was she gonna start <laughs> this is not like shade on her order but was she gonna start with a water and then graduate to a beer i hope so yeah also um, i liked when schwartz went up to the host and he was just like hey man i am here because i am going on a date he loves to tell the hosts right what he's overshare. doing yeah <laughs> it's overshare. overshare and then um he said how crazy it is to be on a date uh compared to um what he or having a friendly good interaction compared to his marriage and then they use the uh your dick doesn't work clip yes um yeah and, and this whole scene they were so like manic yeah like i was like this date is not good like it's not fun it's also it's just jarring i don't know who shorts could date where we would be like excited to see it but this right. chemistry was so manic they were like talking over each other shorts was like getting excited from- about every single comment and vice versa and she definitely was like had a put on a, like she was trying to participate with him you know she was like fine but it was like it was impossible and then he goes when they're ordering food he's like are you vegetarian or vegan and i feel like that's like leftover from the schwartz and sandy's menu (laughs) because like tom tom i mean actually tom tom has the most vegetarian food of anything but i love that that was like on his mind like do you have any dietary restrictions yeah and then she he says where do you live in town and she says what is maybe the worst answer i could think of which is brentwood (laughs) jesus christ i'm like oj is the only person that needs to live in brentwood okay and he he says the classic (laughs) answer which is you might as well live in minnesota right which is true yeah uh no they'll never see each other again no um for some god-awful reason he decides to sample her opinion on the mexico makeout <laughs> and he also he does a bad job of of providing this hypothetical situation he doesn't say the one aspect that makes it bad which is that she was a friend or in the friend right. group he doesn't say that he and has then, uses a hypothetical yeah. human named john I, I like when the waiter came by and he said um i know why they cut this out but he goes <laughs> we don't have corona's modello okay <laughs> It's just kind of a nice little restaurant yeah. little thing. I like yeah. that. Um, and then he goes, what What would you think about this man, John? And 
after doing everything I just told you he did. And she goes, I think John is human. And he's like, yes. Yes. Now let's (laughs) leave all this crap that we just ordered. I ordered six beers. You ordered a beer. Let's leave right now, right? Go to a second bar. And then it shows them walking away holding hands, which I'm hand holding on the first date is kind of aggressive. (laughs) No. I mean, I also haven't been on a date in as long as shorts, but yeah, that's I, crazy. Yeah, I would be pulling a shorts too. He was so just commenting on every aspect of the date too much to where he wasn't in it at all. Yeah. I think he called an audible and said, I don't want my date filmed anymore. And she mm-hmm. didn't want the date filmed anymore. Can we go to that's a bar what I thought too. that is not on camera? Because yeah. this is like, we're going down in flames. They didn't finish. They didn't finish their drinks. Their tater tots. They didn't finish their tater tots. She had a full Modelo. He had three beers. <laughs> Next to him, I think that it was just so uncomfortable. That's what I read it at. Yeah. That they had to stroll out of their, their holding hands. Yeah. There's always that um, say what's not being said about if they're yes. talking about filming. And that felt like that. Yes. Of Let's go exit this yeah. production Because bar. it's odd. It was odd. Yeah. Totally. Do you, do you think... Schwartz and Kendall are still dating. No. <laughs> nah. What was it a one and done? I bet they like texted casually for a bit and that was it. Kendall, when you listen to this, <laughs> you were fine on camera. Yeah. No one could have appeared good on camera just because the first person Schwartz dates on camera is going to have a lot of scrutiny. You did fine. <laughs> yeah, he did say she will always be his first first date after the divorce so he's gonna hold that he did fine it was just too manic too wild i don't know what was going on schwartz was on one completely (laughs) totally um the next scene is dinner at sir um which opens up with um who is it is lala christina kelly and so james is getting yeah. Right? Yep. James is getting ready for C next Tuesday. He's there six hours early. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason. Broad daylight. Yeah. Christina uh, Kelly, Katie, and Lala are there to get ready for C next Tuesday. I don't know. They seem like they're just going to dinner. And Christina Kelly on the way in says, dinner's on me tonight, guys. And I'm like, are you trying to tell me that you think we're so dumb that we think you get a bill when you get dinner at Sir while you're filming? Yeah. The waiter... <laughs> Or waitress comes over and they say, here's your bill for everything you ordered. <laughs> Which would be, because I wrote it down, goat cheese balls, shishito peppers, and mashed potatoes. That's what they ordered? Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it reminded me of the awful phase that we had to endure for so long where Katie would go out and get a drink and Christina and Lala would not. I know. And it's so painful to watch. Um, but then luckily Lisa joins and orders a Vanderpump Chardonnay. Yeah, which is awesome. She so. says, can I have the best Chardonnay in the world? <laughs> a Vanderpump Chardonnay. That's right. Um, Christina Kelly, like we talk about Charlie and I'm like, okay, give Charlie another chance. Like she she did have some moments that hit. Christina Kelly, the return of Christina Kelly. I mean, talk about not being mentioned or having any right. impact. What do you think Christina Kelly's future on this show is? I hope it's nil. I mean, Heartspring, I've heard, is killing it. But... Did Christina Kelly, who I know is a wonderful, nice person, I feel like her first season was also completely over. Her first season back yeah. was completely overshadowed by Scandal. Right. Almost unrecoverable. Yeah. Is that a word? Well, now, I guess. Yeah. Okay, sure. Good. <laughs> well, now she has a baby. Not that women can't do it all, <laughs> but I feel like she'll be okay just doing that. Sure. Yeah. You it know? was fine. Katie needed a friend. 
Katie yeah. wanted a friend there. Christina Kelly was supportive. And actually, I forget, Christina Kelly had that iconic moment when she told Sandoval, focus on your girlfriend who's crying over here right. on Lisa. That was actually awesome. They actually did roll the clip multiple times. She got the most FaceTime in Ariana sharing the bad news about Charlotte. Um, oh, yeah. Christina Kelly gives a very sad, tearful yes. look, but they played that clip like three times. But what's for some so reason. weird is when you watch that clip, Katie <laughs> is in the background and she's summoning Christina Kelly over like to get out of the way. Oh. Like Katie has this weird like production moment, like producer <laughs> moment where she's like, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's really, it's really odd. You got to watch that. Watch that scene, everybody. Cause uh, Katie's like beckoning Christina Kelly to like get out of the way of the hmm. scene. It's really weird interesting yeah um so yeah then um lisa gets some fries from the kitchen she said she had to test the fries they actually looked good i'm not gonna lie i just realized what the scene was actually for when we didn't know besides <laughs> the fry test besides to talk about the raquel jacuzzi <laughs> drama which lala is very um you know she predicted it yeah. very well but lisa is making them test out the food at yeah, sir exactly. this is an obligatory scene for lisa to try try the fries <laughs> Was it the fries? Yeah. Has Sir never had fries? They looked unique. They were very thick. Like, I, what are those called? What thick? What they are weren't thick like steak cut. They were like almost like, I don't know, like long. Uh, I don't know. They were like an inch. They want me to try the fries. I'm going <laughs> to try goes, them. Shut up. She goes, tasting everything on the menu could take weeks or for some people years throwing some shorts and sandy's shade yeah wait so she said testing the menu could take years so this was her this trip she was just doing the fries because she could hardly do it all but no offense lisa (laughs) i love fries as much (laughs) as the next person he put fries in quotes what oh oh, oh, right (laughs) i love i love whatever i love fries I'm amazed and so happy that Sir got fries. But when they showed that montage of what Schwartz and Sandy's is offering, I was like, espresso martini in chocolate chocolate glasses? Sure. (laughs) Sign me up. Peruvian ceviche? Okay. Yes. (laughs) What was the last thing? Uh, Crab beignets, was it? Lobster beignets? That sounds good. I'll take some. (laughs) So sorry. So sorry that it took them a long time to unveil their amazing, almost Willy Wonka-esque food and shots. And you're serving fries. I thought that was unwarranted shade. Yeah. And honestly, it made me just, yeah, proud of uh, <laughs> Greg and uh, Schwartz. Not yeah, all, but... for sure. Did, I wanted an espresso martini and chocolate shot glass once they said that. sounds that. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so then... And we have officially... <laughs> now we know officially that Amy and I are going to be recording the longest episode ever. I know now. Because yeah, it's two hours and 50 minutes. pages left. I'm so sorry. Um, I got a sidetrack, but... <laughs> um, okay, so anyways, they talk about Raquel, the inappropriate thing at the Labor Day party. We've been through this. They showed blips of this clip already. Lisa this says isn't... again, though, she says something that I find egregious, which is she says, oh, oh Miss Miami... In the jacuzzi. Miss when you're, Malibu. Oh, sorry. You're right. I don't know what the hell I thought. She's from Miami. Miss Malibu, in your jacuzzi, what man could resist? It treats men like dogs. It treats men like you absolutely, obviously, if a woman in a bikini is going to be in the jacuzzi with you, you have to want to have sex right. with her when your girlfriend you're is. asking for it. Yeah. I thought that was an awful read again. Yeah. Um, 
But I did like that she said that every fiber in her being as a woman knew that something was wrong. And that's when she did try like 10 times. She would not relent on making Sandoval explain what he meant by dipped out. Yes. So basically her and Lala were the ones that were like, excuse me. Yeah. And, and, and Lala, it cannot be said enough. Lala is like, she, she uncovered it. She had so much skepticism. She was right on the money. I mean, Sheena was, the wool was over (laughs) Sheena's eyes. She was duped. Lala got it. For sure. Early. Totally. And good. Yeah. Um, and then we get the Ken clip, which I'm telling you as of right now, I I rewound. I watched it three times in a row. (laughs) How did they even... Oh, oh, it was because Katie said, yeah, it's not like Ken is going to come in and drop a huge bomb on us again or something, right? And then it just tees up perfectly for that clip. I get more joy out of it each time. The glee on his face and his little botched uh like delivery is so funny it it also starts that i can't believe has so much momentum because it's it rares it gets you so fired up that you're ready for what he's going to come to say it's like perfectly structured yeah it's so funny um we have to talk about that maker's mess scene right god (laughs) that is so it's basically they should have just had them doing color me mine basically that's what it was that scene could have taken place anywhere could it have taken place at a coffee shop yes could it have (laughs) taken place anywhere in the world they did essentially a children's craft kit yeah which which for raquel makes sense yeah Um, i was just gonna say raquel absolutely (laughs) loved it sheena goes i don't do crafts very much this this was not sheena's vibe no she seemed a little annoyed could they have gone anywhere else (laughs) yeah uh, so they're just reviewing jacuzzi night. Um, she's saying how Raquel's basically saying, you know how it is. I just crashed, whatever. I overslept. I went to the social media room. Did you hear her say that? <laughs> no. Yes. I, I swear. I think I watched it twice. I, if I'm wrong, that's awful. But she goes, at first I went into the social media room downstairs. I was like, what the hell is the social media room in Ariana and Tom's house? What? And then Tom came and wake, you know, you know how you wake up a passed out drunk person who's asleep drunk he goes wake up go to my guest room (laughs) it's another detail of or too much information it's you didn't need to say all this yeah and then sheena finds out that brock went to basketball with the boys and they're lying in that scene that's that needs to be talked about more brock brock goes raquel didn't Raquel didn't sleep over no she didn't right he like answers his own question and sandoval just lets Brock answer the question for him, yeah. him and says no. And then Schwartz does his own horrible mm-hmm. lying. Like just hearing that, how that lie actually did unfold. I feel like it didn't get discussed enough. It was a really bad lie. Totally. And then Raquel says, I shouldn't have even said that I stayed over that night. <laughs> like she wanted to lie yeah. even more. Yeah, And Sheena's like, no, the opposite. <laughs> they yeah. shouldn't have lied. Right. Because they... then it's suspicious and everyone wants to know why you're lying. Like what actually happened. And Sheena's like, I just think it's crazy that everyone's trying to make it out that you are going to hook up with one of our guys. And she's like, we're just friends. It's not like that. Yeah. And um, Sheena, Sheena says, I thought nothing of it, nothing at all. And she said she described Raquel as our little puppy dog who needs guidance in the world. Yeah. Which it- I'm like, is that the answer to our question of why they all loved her so much is they just kind of pity her and want to be in control of someone. Well, so far she's been called a cardboard cutout (laughs) 
and a puppy dog. If I heard the way my friend spoke about me, well, Sheena's was after the fact, but still, right. like, be, being called these things, like that's that is how they view her. Yeah, like she's like she's naive. She's too precious. She shouldn't be treated as a person. The fact that she stays over with Sandoval at his house means nothing because Raquel is not like that. She would never do something right. like that. And then they did her dirty with a 17 weeks later Ugh. and then her She's... crying about what she's done yeah. uh, saying uh you can tell that as she's describing what happened that as the words come out of her mouth she's realizing what yeah. she's done in real time exactly she said we didn't want it to tell the truth because it's a bad look to hook up with your friend's boyfriend in their own house while they're out of town for a funeral yes. <laughs> like it just keeps getting worse yes the only time <laughs> that i really saw raquel uh, have to reap you know from her decisions like it it hits her yeah. finally yeah. for the first time how awful she did we still don't know what schwartz did on this right this jacuzzi night katie said he had the dog so he had to go home so he wasn't actually there we don't right. know if he actually slept over right or if he left i know i don't know he's implicated there right i know um this next scene is sweet and sad also um it's ariana and lisa i kind of forgot that that's their bond is that Ariana's a horse girl. Oh, yeah. Um, so I thought that was nice. Um, they show Lisa going up to her horse that his nameplate says, HRH Prince Tardon, loved by Lisa Vanderpump. That's so sweet. Love. Did you remember her horse was named Prince Tardon? <laughs> I couldn't have... Re- I wouldn't have been able to say that off Who, the cuff. You don't know that what that's a reference to, Tardon. No, do you? Okay. No, I don't either. I, I mean, it sounds very cool like i want to know why she and named the it that hrh is his royal highness yeah that's amazing <laughs> I, I we i want to know that reference i'm sure there's a reference to something yeah, Tardon. Tardon. um yeah and i forgot i remember when she had that injury i don't know if Me i remember that it was horse caused by a yeah, horse I remember riding lisa broke her leg and then it just like wasn't talked about this yeah. season yeah um it was broken in four places shattered um, and she got emotional. She was saying that she felt like a failure and a coward for not hopping right back on the horse because she said that's her whole ethos is yeah. to jump back on the horse. I'm not um, disparaging horse riders, but anyone who's ever been on a Bravo show and has ridden horses, <laughs> they have all had accidents. That's true. There was a horrible one where Sonia got flown off a horse. When she, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. It was almost like, yeah. almost like game over. Yeah. Goodbye. Like she almost fell it's on her neck. Scary. Lisa had a tragedy. Yeah. I didn't. Didn't Ariana have a close call on the horse? I, I don't. I, I don't yeah, remember. Maybe. But I'm, but I'm just saying. Maybe horse accidents are not touchy moment. It's dangerous for sure. Yeah. Um. She said. Uh, she made a little joke here. She goes, "I've ridden lots of things in my life. Not all I'm proud of, but I've never been thrown off before. That's for sure." Amazing. Good job, Lisa. <laughs> Love it. And then Ariana has a sweet little moment where she goes. I'm going to do something silly on the spot where you got hurt so that it's has a new meaning. Uh, so she's like, should I do a cartwheel? And Lisa's like, be careful, which I'm like, that's such a mom thing of like, you're like, I'm just going to do a cartwheel. And your mom's like, Oh, please don't hurt yourself. And then she twerks and it's cute. Um, cute. Enjoyed that. It, just, that was, that was really though. That was just to inform the audience that Lisa had this like horrible accident. And she's debating whether or not to get back on the horse. Right. But that, that was for Lisa, that scene. Yeah. And it, I think, was good to be reminded that she does have a relationship with Ariana. So she should be 
very upset about what happened because it's not like she only has ties to Sandoval. Yes. Um, okay. I actually, <laughs> for this James and Allie scene, I ended up writing down so much because there was just funny stuff. Well, that's perfect because I wrote down so little. <laughs> <laughs> so you go, you go well, nuts. I'll fill in what I remember. Uh, this is where they reveal that James bought a house, which didn't make the regular show until the reunion. Um, he said that he didn't want to end up like everybody else, like, you know, who's basically fucked with their house at this point. Yes. He, um, he wants to be safe. He said, I want to be like Guillermo. Yes. He said, I'm Ken Todd up in this bitch, yes. which I liked. Yeah, that was great. Um, they're talking about him and Ali are going through Sandoval and Ruckhell's apology, like notes app posts. Um, and he's saying, uh, Raquel doesn't have the brain capacity first of all and second of all she doesn't talk like that so there's no way she wrote that herself which i think everyone on earth agrees um yeah you wouldn't want to see the note that raquel laid out for us after that yeah um they're going through he said that the most traumatic thing about all of this is graham crackers life mm-hmm. which i'm like can you just like get him back like is Raquel even taking care of him right now? Where is he? Is he, he with her sister or like her, her parents? I wish that she could just hand him back over to James. But Ariana said that Graham is a nightmare. I know. <laughs> but he loves him. I know. I think Raquel should give Graham to James. Do you think yeah. James would want him back? Maybe, but now he has cats. So it could be a disaster. I um, bet. Yeah. I bet Graham's not as bad as Ariana said. He only bites a couple times, probably. (laughs) She said, uh, Sandoval's going to have to be Graham's daddy now, which is also sad to think about. Yeah, it was sad. Um, uh, Allie's saying, he literally doesn't give a fuck about you. Um, And James is saying, he's still in shock. Not Sandoval. He said, like, (laughs) he says, Judas. How did he say it? It sounded really funny. Judas in the yeah I like, forget how he's like he, Judas yeah he was uh, getting really biblical staff stab me in the back he goes I'm Noah and he came to stab me is that what he said he said I'm Noah and he came to the, stop the ark or something yeah he was he was he he was getting pretty biblical and Allie's like I don't know if that's right like goes, historically I, I assume he probably meant like Brutus and he said Judas. Well, no, but Judas, Judas is also betraying. No, Judas betrayed but Jesus. Did, Judas didn't stab Jesus. Brutus Jude- stabbed Caesar. Yes, Brutus. You're exactly right because we've been watching Rome. <laughs> exactly. Right? Brutus stabbed Caesar, but Judas is the ultimate betrayal figure. Well, Brutus too. So yeah. we got maybe a little bit of mixed. Et to Bruti. Yeah. Oh my. God. That's what Caesar said, <laughs> lying dead on the floor of the. You know, as he started to die. Yeah, and then I didn't know about the Noah and the Ark. Did someone try to stop the Ark? I'm not up on my Bible. Yeah, a bunch of people, when <laughs> Noah was getting on the Ark, he was, you know, he was going to start over humanity. And so he was like, basically, you can't get on the this Ark. So a bunch of people wanted to get on, but he said, no, 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 a flood is happening. Like a doorman? Yeah, he was kind of <laughs> like a bouncer. He was like, do not get on this thing. Okay. Uh, then he goes, send of all, you're 42, washed up. You live in a beautiful home with a beautiful girlfriend, which you threw away in the gutter for an airhead bimbo. She's using you like she used me. The apple doesn't, what did he say? Oh, the apple doesn't fall too hard from the tree, yeah. Sandoval. I don't really know it. I think that was another misuse. Yeah. he. What I got from this scene was he was fired up, but it was a lot of 
iconic James lines that were sort of fumbled, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. He, he, he was... He, he wasn't bringing it, his full A game. Right. There was a lot of mixed metaphors, biblical references, which he doesn't do a lot. Yeah. Um, this this next part is part of uh, Katie, Allie, and Lala um, at uh, lunch or whatever, but it is more of about James, and I just I wrote down James and Sandoval's texts yes. from the night... That we were at Tom Tom. Very notable. Which was amazing to see. So at that moment when we got our photo with James, he was sending these texts. The minute. <laughs> the minute we took that photo. The phone that he used to light us was was probably getting a text from Sandoval, all good homie at that te- very these, time. These texts are sad and they are... Um, they make Sandoval look even worse. Yeah. And James, they're such, because they're private texts. So there's no, you know, uh, you're not doing it for the camera. It's just how he, he is acting. Right. And, and James wouldn't think that he needs to be perceived better at this point. These yeah. are just genuine. And they're such generous messages. He goes, um, so this is the night of Sandoval and the Most Extras uh, single release party at TomTom Tom that we went to. March 1st. Yes. Uh James says, are you still at TomTom? I'm here. I knew I got the times wrong. So he was late, which we can attest. He came after. Yes. So I, he either got the maybe the, the West Coast or East Coast feed wrong, but he said someone at, at who was in charge of the event gave him the wrong times. Yeah. He showed up after the performance and I think after the show. He was yeah. there two hours late. And then Sandoval had two, from what we could see, had already left. Like yes. shit had already gone down. Um, at, on what is now Thursday, March 2nd, because it was almost 1 a.m., 12.57 a.m., Sandoval said, all good, homie. Yeah. And then James said uh, a bunch of stuff, but he said, saw the vid- the videos. It looked amazing. Congrats on the release, man. Night. And Sandoval hearted that. And we know at that point that he had been yelling, screaming, crying for at least three hours. Yes. And he still was like, all good, homie. Yes. So <laughs> this shows that James was so supportive of Sandoval. Mm-hmm. He wanted to come to his show on time. He would have been there the entire time. He got the wrong times, which I, I fully believe. It was a yeah. chaotic event. So he wanted to be there the whole time. He apologized to Sandoval unprompted when he didn't see him and said, I'm so sorry. I was late. He got the all good, homie. So it's like, okay, you're in the clear. Sandoval sent that in the midst of... Of the most chaotic night of his life. Yeah. And then James says, congrats on your single. Yeah. He said, congrats, dude. Night. Did he say yeah, night, brother? Just night. Oh, okay. Night. But he said that the videos of the performance looked yes. amazing. Yes. Very nice. Being so sweet to Sandoval. And Sandoval just gave him that heart because yeah. he was in the thick of it right then. Yeah. Insane. Sort of, um, sort of uh, fucks up the narrative that that James and Sandoval were barely friends. It looked like James still loved him more than life and was so sweet to him. Yeah, basically Sandoval's entire narrative, everything he said to make what he did defensible is bunk. Yep, completely. (laughs) Um, Okay, this is the the last part. I just wrote down that in her interviews, Allie, her hair looks like a Pantene Pro-V commercial. It's like lustrous... and shiny and body it looks amazing yeah um 
Lala again is trying to warn Allie about James at this lunch. Um, just saying, I want to make sure you're, you know, aware of if he's upset about Raquel that it's, you know, that things are in the past or whatever. And he, he said, you know, he brought you around so quickly after all that. And she goes, but I'm glad that he brought you around because she said, I fucking ride for you. Yeah. I was like, oh, that was fast. Yeah, she's checking in. Uh, and then Ali, I think, makes it clear that he's way more upset by what Sandoval did to him. Yeah. Which makes sense. And that the group sided with Raquel. And as we saw this season, she was the star of the show. Everyone was friends with her. She was coming to every event. And he was like, what about me? Like, I was here first. Yeah. You know, I'm the one that brought her. And now she's replaced me. Ali is is guaranteed full-time cast member next season, right? Yeah. I mean, has anybody earned it harder than her? I mean, her? yeah, she saw the very first sighting of the Scandoval, so. Yeah, I mean, she, she's it. She's she's definitely a cast member. Right. She killed it this season. Yeah, she's great. Um, I People on our Patreon have been commenting, and I mentioned before that her prices have gone up uh, on her uh, horoscope reading, but also you just can't make an appointment anymore. I think she's booked solid or is on to bigger and better things. She can't even... So it's like over. You like can't even do it. Wow. It's like, check back soon. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, not in the cards. <laughs> yeah, this is not in the cards for you. Wow. Yeah, um, so it, it, she just got filled up and she probably doesn't want to do it as much anymore. Probably. I mean, I feel like she knows she's got some money coming. For sure. Um, and uh, they reminded her that they asked about when James called Raquel uh, and they just played the clip when he said, you done diddly fucked yourself over for Sandoval's cocky cock, which that's the last thing I wrote down. <laughs> I think it's a beautiful way to end. So, yeah. The so show. yeah, it made sense that that scene didn't like make it in the like, you know, final cut. It was just what Allie, Katie and Lala reconciling over what happened yeah. and just making sure that, that, Allie knew why James was, or like where James's heart was at through this yeah. whole thing, which yeah, rightfully... Yeah, he felt cast aside. Yeah. Which I do feel bad for him. I feel like he didn't... I mean, obviously, Ariana is the one who was truly fucked the most by a mile, but it still would have been drama if she was out of the picture and it was just James's ex-fiance. Yeah. That's still fucked up. Yeah, the people most affected by Sandoval, Ariana... Sheena than James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, Sheena was, especially with the court stuff, she yeah, it took years off her life. For sure. <laughs> well, I was just going to ask, I think we should probably do OC this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we can do four hour. <laughs> no, I, I, I think um, I'm... Rightfully, we made, we made the right decision. We should not have done OC. I think yeah. just Jersey, Vanderpump... See you next Tuesday. Whatever the hell we talked about for the first hour. <laughs> I think we did our due diligence this week, right? Yeah. And, you know, I know that this has been a Scandoval-centric podcast for the first uh, 15 episodes. Is that what we're at? Uh, yes. And uh, we're still going to cover, you know... Like, we went to see you next Tuesday this week. Um, we're going to be going to something about her when we can. We will continue to go to the bars and restaurants and events as they pop up. Yep. Um, BravoCon in the midst. Uh, we will continue talking about these characters. They're on podcasts every single day. They're talking shit. There's news stories all the time. So that 
will still be part of what we talk about, even though there's not a weekly show. Um, so if you are Scandaval, well, not just Scandaval, but Vanderpump fans, they start filming literally next week. So I think we're going to have plenty to talk about. So don't leave us in the lurch. Yep. Stick with us. Yeah, please. <laughs> I know you came to us for our Vanderpump coverage, but our OC coverage <laughs> and our New York coverage is going to be just as powerful, even though what they're doing is not going to be as horrendous as what Sandoval did. Still going to be Bravo, good Bravo coverage, and there's going to be so much Vanderpump Rules anecdotes over the next year totally we're going to be still rolling in vanderpump rules news so stick with us if you want complete vanderpump rules if you if you don't want this era to end and you want to keep talking about vanderpump rules amy and i have a beautiful patreon community i mean one of the (laughs) best patreon has since said this is one of the best (laughs) communities they've ever seen on patreon the villa rosa vips we are talking about vanderpump rules from the very start each week Episode by episode from the start, it is the full power of Vanderpump Rules, and that's going to go on forever. Somebody already, <laughs> one of our wonderful Patreon subscribers already said this is going to go on until 2026. <laughs> yeah, if we go just one episode per week, we the pace will last forever. Which is good. I mean, this is, <laughs> it feels right forever. Yeah. Right? Uh, it honestly, as you know, as... I'm sure most of you have watched all of Vanderpump already. It is so good for so long. Yes. That, you know, we're only at the beginning of season two and it's hasn't even fucking gotten started yet. No, it's like someone's turning the keys and the engine on an old, beautiful (laughs) Cadillac and it hasn't started yet, but they're just, they're getting the revving up. It's, it is revving baby. (laughs) But if you don't want to pay, I totally understand the main feed will still have wonderful Bravo coverage that you've come to expect. Insightful. What What do we have? What do we offer? Insightful, detailed coverage. You get four extra episodes a month for less than the price of one Jersey Mike's sub. Exactly. Yes. So the Patreon is, yeah, it's hot, hot, hot. You got to get it. It's like a Jersey Mike's sub. But also our main feed too, if you don't want to pay, we also are going to continue this Bravo legacy as long as they'll have us in the world. Yes. I I just keep bringing back. I'm like, but for $5. I mean, what the hell is $5 anyway? $5 a month? Can't even get a freaking coffee. Am I right? Could you imagine if you said you went to Starbucks and you said, I have a $1.25 can I please get a coffee? They will get you out of the building. You can't even drink their milk from the free barista stand and use their stirs for $1.25. No way. Just to call back to what we originally talked about. <laughs> yeah. The Starbucks Minute, you can still get here on the free show, though. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, and, and the free is the full, is a buffet. Every You get everything for free. But if you want even more, yeah. if you want like that dessert tray that they bring around with <laughs> a bunch of cocktails on it, that's what the Patreon is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, anything. Right. Oh, please, for the love of God, subscribe on YouTube. Yeah. Amy and I need this YouTube money. Yeah, the, we only need 120 more subscribers. The CEO of YouTube said, if you guys get 120 <laughs> more subscribers, rain money is going to rain down on you. You guys are going to be like rolling like pigs and shit. That's right. So <laughs> all right, we're going to sign off. I love the lover boys that we had. Yep. This was amazing. Raise our glasses high for okay. you tonight. And this, uh, yeah, this is only our second longest, so not really a <laughs> victory in any way. Nothing really to commemorate. Yeah, just uh, three hours and 13 minutes. Yep. And we are signing off now. We love yep. you so much. 
Bye. Bye. Sleep good tonight. <laughs> This one's for you tonight. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.